when you come out of them, you're coming out right where it's you are. Yeah, it's hot. Like, <laughs> the imperial schools of honor podcast i'm josh Fullen, and i'm jay Baxter, and we're gonna be bullshit about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again, again. happy fucking new year lord disciples in honor of us all making it to 2024 come hell or high water we are turning our clocks back to nearly a century ago in capcom's 1988 release of 1943 the battle of midway on the nintendo entertainment system emulation disclosure I played on the Nestopia RetroArch Core, my PC, with my NES Advantage piped in via USB adapter, because no way was I playing this shit without some high-level turbo capabilities. Jay, how did you play? I played it the exact same way after deciding that playing with the standard NES controller was absolutely killing my soul, and I was ready to <laughs> chuck the thing across the Maybe, across you know the- what? I have been, <laughs> we have been exchanging... These text messages that just trail off, I feel out of frustration on your end since we took upon this game, took this game episode upon us. And I've been like completely flummoxed by the idea that you don't like this game. And it had not occurred to me that it might be that simple that you tried to play it with the wrong tool at the top. And yes, that makes it impossible. You can't possibly play this game without turbo. It's impossible. let, (laughs) let, let, Let me just tell you this spoiler alert. I stopped at mission three with that controller, and I was I was done at that point. Before that I makes even, sense. Before well, I that makes total it. sense because <laughs> yes, and I we talked about this via text. We'll get to it, but yeah, yeah, level level three has a a gate to it that is one of the harder ones in the game, and that is very much a membrane that has to be <laughs> fucking gotten through to really get going and enjoy the game. Uh, I will concede. Uh, In any event, please rate and review the podcast, be part of the ISOH movement, give us validation on the podcast platform of choice, or your podcast platform of choice, in the form of a rate and review, and we will read it here on the pod. What are we jamming on now to close out 2023? Jay, what are you jamming on? So, first of all, I finished Starfield. Super happy about that. You know, I finally finished it. It was a great game. I still feel the what same is finished before. What does finished mean? Does finished mean, like, Skyrim finished? I'm going to be playing it for another decade, or is it... Potentially. So I finished the main story campaign, you know, finally a hundred and I think my year and wrapped for Xbox said like a hundred, I put 148 hours into this or so, but into Starfield, but I, I finished the main story campaign. They didn't even, they didn't even email me, Jay. <laughs> they didn't even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Xbox didn't even send that to me. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they're like, come on, bro. Get, get your, get your numbers. Up. Although I found out Meta's doing it too. Meta, Meta is doing it too. And I haven't gotten that either. I do have a very, very aggressive mm. junk filter, but I'm, I'm, ups, I'm upset about that, actually. I saw someone else post it, and I was like, I was like, I fucking was commenting on a few of them. I'm like, where did you get this? Like, I need this information. <laughs> and they like, sent me a link. I go to the link, and it's just, a, it's it's broken, like, because they they have to, like, generate it and send it to you first before the link works, I guess. Oh, no, so, no. I could send you a link, and it'll take you to yours. For maybe. Xbox, like, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm saying for for. Meta's Meta. Uh, Why can't I say that? Meta? Meta. 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 Whatever. Because Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Stop bullshitting me. It's it's fucking Facebook. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, basically the for Starfield, the main story campaign, plus all the, as I mentioned, all the side stuff that I did before. So finished that. And, I, you know, credits rolled. That was satisfying. You know, it, was, it ended in a cool way that I was not expecting, you know, to kind of to kind of happen. And so still want to start a new game plus when more content comes out. But because there's so many other hot games that I absolutely have to get to, I got to like pause it right now and, and be done with it. And one of those things that kept pulling my eyes towards it when I was playing Starfield was Sea of Stars. Have you heard of this at all? I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot about it. It's an RPG with like an old, uh, old kind of sixteen-bit vibe. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So this is a fun RPG, and it actually just won Indie Game of the Year at the Game Awards. So pretty cool to see. It's on Game Pass, and it was something that looked really exciting. You know, I, I wanted to play it before the award, and so that just you know heightened my awareness of it. And I've gone through. I'm about three hours in. I've gone through the opening area, and you know, got my got my game up. It's turn-based, so it's fun. And I'm venturing forth, but you know it, it's super cool, man. It's it's really exciting, and I cannot wait to play it. But honestly, it's been hard because of freaking Call of Duty, man. This game, oh my gosh! I we talked about Call of Duty last episode and my affinity for it and my experience with it. But specifically, like I've been playing through the campaign, but mainly I've been playing through the campaign because they've been good, but also because I know that that'll unlock more stuff for the zombie mode, which is what I've been playing entirely. Zombies. This mode essentially took over my Christmas break. And, you know, I will concede part of this is due to the fact that I'm playing with friends. You know, one of my uh, my freshman year roommate, you know, a friend of mine from from uh, from high school and, and you know middle school, you know, he's playing it. He's a, a longtime Call of Duty fan. So him and some friends, we've all been playing this three player zombie mode together. And it's essentially replaced the fun that I had at in ESO when I was doing dungeons and being able to say, Hey, you know, three or four man kind of raid, let's go in, let's do this. You know, maybe it's a 15 minute, maybe 40 minute kind of experience, but let's go in and get gear and see what we can do. And zombies is kind of that for me, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's to the point where I would wake up and I knew I only had like an hour or so to kill before I had to start doing stuff. And I'm like, all right, let me just even jump in. Something I didn't really enjoy doing with Call of Duty, but just jumping in with randoms and like playing the zombie mode, even if we're not communicating on mic. Like, I'm just like, all right, let, let's go for it. It's that level of fun for me. So it's, I've completed the freaking battle pass. I don't even care about the battle pass, but because the battle pass came with the with the game, like I've completed what the fuck it. Is a battle pass. So it's like, oh my gosh. Um, pretty much, it's a way to keep you playing if you pay if you pay for it. But for me, it just unlocks different skins different weapons and different in-game currency for me and so (laughs) funny enough like i have these awesome skins that i'm using in the game which are great like i look like a super like super crazy operative and i love them but (laughs) because of the currency just happened to be associated with it i just bought a skeletor skin so now i'm running around with like a golden freaking emperor skeletor operator like li- li- licensed skeletor oh yeah like, oh legit. for for sure legit, legit okay. licensed skeletor okay. with like he's got like normal skeletor and he's got like a red outfit version yeah, of, like, what you need to get one. is oh, you so need to cool. get battle damage skeletor that's the that's the legit skeletor battle. with the, the chest <laughs> with the, thing the, that, with the x's yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well hopefully they're not damaging me i mean that's that's the thing. <laughs> But you should still, even even if it's just purely cosmetic, you would oh, want to look like you've been through hell, that would even be if fun. you have not been through hell. <laughs> that would be fun. But yeah, it's, like I said, it, it, I'm shocked. I'm having so much fun. But also, like, if I wasn't, 
realistically, if I wasn't playing with friends, it would probably be less exciting, but still fun. Um, but it's a different level once you're coordinating and kind of running and deciding what to do together. So that's really been taking my time. Um, but I will be jumping back in the Sea of Stars as the break ends and we go back to quote unquote normal life and start working again uh, next week. So, yeah, I've heard they I've heard a lot about it. I heard uh, they were uh, the was it Acts of the Blood God is a big RPG podcast. And that was one of their big, uh, you know, better ones of the year RPG, like, like for hardcore RPG people, of course. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because like. For the kids to sit down and start watching me play, like my wife is huge into uh, what's it called, Coral Island, and that's that's on Game Pass. You know, a cozy kind of a in the in the vein of Stardew Valley and oh, Animal Crossing it's kind it's of a thing. So, I don't even know what it is, but it sounds like Animal Crossing. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but more. You know, obviously you can do more, and they have their, that- their their twists and things. But like that's Courtney's type of game, and the kids love my my youngest kids love to watching her play. But like when I was playing Sea of Stars, they were watching me. Like, oh, what's what's happening there? You know, that you've got some action. What, what's going on? So it's it's fun, and I, and I will be playing that. I also got Baldur's Gate three, but I have not started playing yet. So because I heard there's an issue with like people losing saves, and so I've heard Courtney, a little bit of Xbox shit. Yeah, yeah, because it just came out. But I guess, but that's a game that Courtney and I are going to play together. So as soon as they fix that or patch that up. We're gonna start jumping into that together as like a We haven't I mean I honestly haven't we game. haven't touched it in weeks, man. It's not it's not that it's bad, it's just it's now you were talking it up. You were like I thought Yeah, you no, were, no, I yeah, it's not this it's just months. I don't even know how to describe it. It's not that it's bad, it's just it's so Is it deep? It's one of those games where the second you stop playing it for any reason it's really hard to like you just like you pick it back up and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Oh, you know, it's you no. know what I mean? There's just so much oh, no. in it. And if that next thing isn't right there in front of you that you need to do, if you've walked away for any length of time, like this happened in Divinity Sin, I remember the first one. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that is why we that fell off for us the first time we tried playing it god knows how long ago on ps whatever four or whatever that was like it is you just it's something about it is not is it too nerdy too knowledgeable like you got to retain so much i guess you, i guess back, you're like right. i forgot that there was supposed to be right. fruit near the tree of the <laughs> right, right 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 yeah <laughs> i mean that i guess maybe that you know it's somewhere that it's somewhere that kind of nugget in there tucked somewhere in that category uh, it's you know it's not it's it's not i mean it is heavy fantasy lore for sure but and it, it tries to like you know really humanize those archetypes those fantasy archetypes and turn them into people like you're not you know that's honestly that's like when Jab and I were talking about like we started that second game like I'm playing a second game like I don't I don't even know how like we tried to because I was so early on and didn't understand it yet but like there's no even I don't give a shit how many branching paths there are and the game has a billion I understand that so if if you do play you're it will be probably nearly impossible to have the same experience even if you're trying to because there's just so yeah. many branching paths but they are characters like they have full developed backstories all your companions and stuff it's not you don't they they have like a very specific 
thing going on with them, and and they're not. I don't know. I don't even. I I know this is a a, a wavering uh, explanation of this, but like <laughs> it's 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 just very. Yeah, everything is very specific, and I just don't see how experiencing it a second time would be any fun at all because it is. Huh. I don't know. There's it's it's too big. I'm not gonna be able to express this the right way, but it's yeah. I'll be I'll be curious to hear one your thoughts on it. Uh, and, so wait, and, wait, wait. Just to make sure I understand, there's so many branching paths, but you feel like you would still experience the same thing, like the same. I feel like it wouldn't be interesting. Hmm. Like the it, 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 it'd be it'd be like it'd be like here's the thing, it'd be like. Is it like me and you going on a on going on a, a trip? to Texas in a car versus your mom and my, 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 my son going on a trip, different people, different stories, but going on the same trip kind of a thing. Or is it more um, than that? Or you just can't even. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's that exact analogy. That's a very interesting analogy though, Jay. The, <laughs> the, yeah. Like it's, it's like, I'm trying to compare it to a movie. Like, cause, cause the, like, if you, you know, there are movies you watch and you can watch a million times, even though like I can recite major league to you. Without the movie being on, but I'll watch that shit right now because you're like so invested in the characters and enjoy them. So I guess that that might be it. Might be as simple as that. Is I don't enjoy any of those characters enough to mm. want to ride to ride that ride again. It's just not like there. It's an incredibly deep game. It's incredibly interesting. There's a million branching paths. It's everything you could ask of an RPG, probably, but maybe almost to a fault. And two, mm. something about it feels detached. It doesn't, I don't, while they're all interesting characters, I don't feel invested in them. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't know, I don't have an explanation for why I feel that way. Uh, maybe maybe it's just me because many people are don't, I seemingly feel that way, you know. Uh, in any event. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, we, we haven't played it. I keep wanting to play it. Just because, like, I feel like I have a responsibility to play it and finish it. Partly <laughs> yeah. because of the time invested already. Partly because it's the game of the year and it's exactly the kind of game of year I would want to be game of the year. So right. I feel like so I owe it to. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I owe it to 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 finish it. Uh, but it definitely. I don't want to play that anywhere near as much as I want to play Asgard's Wrath Two. <laughs> so clearly, it sounds like Asgard's Wrath Two is your game of the year over. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, Are you willing yeah, to admit that? Are you willing to admit that? I mean, I don't. Uh, game of the year, care. I don't For have you. one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think about it really. I guess. I mean, just my individual enjoyment. Yeah. What would be my game of the year? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, what have, What have I played the most? Would be Asgard's Wrath one probably, but that's from like three years ago, so that that doesn't uh, qualify for what we're really trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100 percent certain that's will be at my most at the top of my thing if Meta if Meta ever sends it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only because obviously two's only been out for a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, as far as like quality and like it probably is Asgard's Wrath two, just because again this is the first time. That on that platform you have something like this, and it is it's it's. I mean, of course, obviously, I have a whole fucking thing we're gonna get to about it. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, whoa, just fucking whoa that that is on that platform in VR. Um, you know, a mobile phone basically uh, is fucking nuts. So yeah, 
That would probably be my game of the year if I had this. Okay. Okay. Before we get into that, though, are you, is there anything beyond Call of Duty? That is it, man. That was that it. That is it these days. I mean, I played some some Halo Infinite was kicking butt, but, you know, it is what it is there. You know, loving the modes as usual. It's good, but pretty much all COD. Word. Okay, so then, yeah, let's fucking talk Asgard's Wrath 2. That's certainly what I've been playing uh, pretty much nonstop. I uh, dropped the 15th, and I, try, I, I, I was really trying to... I came very close to 100%ing that first one, but... Like the 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 difficulties that I already described about like crashing and stuff uh, at times, it's mm-hmm. just like it's just you know, and you're it, it is like just the bottom of the barrel of the remaining. Like I was, you know, I had to be at ninety nine point three percent. I was trying to find the thing I was actually stu- trying to find last were these keys, and I like I don't even need the keys. They're just. Part of the hundred percenting is fine. Checking the box <laughs> exactly, and and I and there was and like the thing is, uh, there's no way, the way it divides up, it's like there. You know, you've done this many things in this area. It's still like five areas, and like oh. it's it's just it's, it's to look for a key in that much space. I and like, that. It, yeah, nope. it's not, it was, yeah, it was not, not worth it. And I was That's like, why I don't hundred percent games. Normally. Uh, yeah. Me either. <laughs> I look at those tasks and I'm like, yeah. no, thank you. Pass. I mean, yeah, I got to really, you know, uh, but I, I enjoyed the world so much and the mechanics are all fucking fantastic. So I thought I was going to, and I, and like I said, I got most of it done, but yeah, some of the minute stuff I didn't finish. Anyways, I deleted it off 120 gigabytes. I was like, I need to, my computer was literally like, I'm out of space. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to find those keys and I need that 120 gigabytes anyways. Uh, I'm just going to so, yeah. delete it and move on with life. So yeah. Uh, I jumped into this right away on the 15th, of course. Uh, it's all the good stuff from one, but bigger and better. So they did like a fantastic job of taking the things that you like about the first one, keeping them, retaining them, improving on the things that like maybe were a little friction filled uh, and, and maybe even losing some of the lesser. There's no uh, key shit, actually. They got rid of the keys entirely, which is funny. Uh, They're like, hmm, 0.5% of players. <laughs> There's all these keys. Maybe these keys are stupid, yeah. And, yeah, and, and it, 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 that's funny. I didn't think of that, but I uh, 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 that exact connection that I hadn't finished that and that they were gone from this. But I did have the thought at one point where, like, a, a more appealing chest was found the other day and I was like, I'm surprised that they don't have keys for this. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 100% them looking to data probably. That's hilarious. Yeah. In any event, everything's data driven these days, Josh. They- yeah. Uh, especially on a game that big for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. So the, the thing, and I, I described this with the first one, but what's amazing about it is it's always forcing you to think it's never just whack. And mm-hmm. like, and I played it for a while. Like the arena, you know, it still has like very traditional arena battles where you enter a space, you can see it coming from a mile away. Like I'm walking in this expansive space. I know like it does this, like these flames come up on the edge that can find you to the battle. And like you, and you just see it coming. So you know what's going to happen. And I played a lot of it just kind of trying to whack and not being strategic about it because the difficulty level didn't force me to. And then you hit, you get, I've gotten into a place where like, some of them are against like vastly higher levels and like relative to where you're at. And, you know, 
I've even seen some shit on the subreddit and stuff. People are like, what the fuck, man? Like, I was I was just whooping ass, whooping ass, whooping ass. And I walk into this one, and I'm just like, vaped. And I'm like, and it's because they want you to think. And there is, it has this, and this wasn't in the first one. This was such a good addition. They have this elemental system. So you have, you know, kind of the fire, wind, earth, uh, water yeah. deal. And they also have another one, a life, death one. And, like, the you go to the menu, and at any time you can look at it, if you fucking forget it somehow, but, like, it has the four elementals in a circle, and you see what it has an arrow pointing to the next one, so you know what hurts that and what it's weak to. And then the life death one is next to it, and those are just kind of separate. Uh, so there's yeah, it's like a multi level th- kind of thing. It's not just the one system, you know. Hmm. And I think that's interesting, and it makes you think too. But you go into these battles, and the enemies will have an, a, a colored armband to them that corresponds to one of the elements or the life or death deal, and. So you walk, you know, I played a ton, and now when I, I've gotten to the point now, I walk into those battles, and immediately I'm like, I'm taking the time to go to my menu, and the thing is, you go into some battles, and they're not all just water. Sometimes it's like, some of them are earth, some of them are wind, and like, you gotta like, then look at what those enemies are, and make a choice. What am I going, and you have two weapons too, you have an axe, that's a ranged weapon, and a sword, that also has a ranged capability, but is more of a me- uh, melee deal. But you decide what, and you have these runes that you find that you put on, you, know, you you adorn the the thing with. It's super simple. You just take them from the menu and drop them on your thing. It's not like a crafting system necessarily. Um, but yeah, you, it's 100% worth it. And it feels good too because when you come out of there and you start employing that strategy, it you visually can see the difference and the increased damage it's doing. And like, it's just, it's always a math problem. It's always a thought experiment on like how to approach this, even the big battle stuff, you know, and that is just so much for me, so much more fun than, and there is all this shit too. There's like your companions in particular have skills that will highlight. They will like create a weak point on an enemy, one of their arms or their leg or their neck or something that you can, if you are really into the, physical slashing and like trying the sword play of it that you can exploit and it will stun them or hurt them more or whatever. So like that's in there too, the moment to moment strategy action shit if you want it. But honestly, I, it's a lot for me and I, I, I have a hard time. I'm getting better at it just because repetition, but like that is a hard part for me to really engage. So Having this kind of more macro strategy approach or discovering that was a real uh, fun thing, you know, okay. for me and really increased my enjoyment. And th- none of this shit was present in the first one, like I said. So that was a huge, huge, huge uh, addition to, to this thing. So there's that shit. There's the – and then, you know, the the non-combat based puzzle stuff that I already – this is in the first one, the switching to God mode from first person to the big expanded view. And like, and they still have all the hunt stuff. You, every time you find one of those, there's, there's like this treasure hunt, these, these statues that you can find tucked away in the environment, you know? So there's like these simple treasure hunt things that are super fun to do every time you get one of those things. But those, those are all like, you have to, like the one I just found, getting the second companion or just got to uh, recruiting the second companion was super cool. It was like this huge dragon or serpent skeleton in this space. And a lot of the bones had fallen out of it and off of it and stuff. And you had to, 
your your little character had to get up onto the spine and work its way all the way into the skeleton and that's where the companion was and that required switching you have to like switch in and out a lot to like even take same pieces that you might have put one place and you're like oh i think i need to move that piece over here to be able mm. to get to the next part you know and there's this like it's like a, a again a, a bi-level thought puzzle just to progress through this one little thing in one little area and that is like fucking crack to me. So it's yeah, it's so much, so so enjoyable that stuff. And then and and it still has it has fewer companions. I think that was a good choice too. There's only five in this relative to the eight in the first one because I think it condenses more of the mechanics. Eight? Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, and they all have you know some of one of them could push a block. One of them could fucking up, implement this little altar and create platform and like all the and, oh, and they okay. kind of condense that a little bit into each into these five. And I think that was smart. Uh, but it still requires you, and I don't know if you could, I don't think you could, no, you could, that was part of it, but you'll have to, like, you get into a room, and you see a space, and it's inherently a puzzle, and you have to, you look at it and go, okay, there's one of those blocks that my cat can throw an axe at and make disappear, hmm. and I'm probably going to need to do that, and then I'm going to have to throw an axe through that, and you can do this thing with your axe where you throw it, and then you hit the trigger and you can change its direction. So you can throw it into a space that's enclosed and hit a switch over here, you know, with like a side action, you know. So there's all this, again, there's just so many environmental puzzles. But you'll do that with one character and you're like, I'm going to need to do that. And while that block's still disappeared with that one character's ability, switch to switch this to another one. To oh, this fa- to, yeah, switch, <laughs> to, switch to this falcon character I just got that can make these platforms raise and lower or... He can also fly your character with your 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 sword has like a whip mechanic to it that can like hold on to things and pull things. So you'll have to like swing up to him and he'll he'll carry you to something. It's kind of more of a coast. You have to like if you want to go up with him, you have to find these updraft things that will actually push you up because he can't lift your heavy ass up. So, you know, there'll be this combination of these two follower mechanics to solve a puzzle. And like, again, it's just so fucking satisfying to like (laughs) see the space, work that all out and then work through it. And then, you know, you have errors, of course, like, oh, fuck, you got to tweak it a little bit. And like that, again, that's just my management system. My, it's so fucking good. It is so, so, so satisfying. Uh, And they also added for this one, and this is what I, when I read in the, that review that upload VR or IGN, one of them did or preview. They were talking about this being so satisfied and they were so right. Each one of them has each one of the followers. I mean, can be switched between their like true natural state. Like the one is a Panther and the other, the other one I found so far is a Falcon between their natural state and like this kind of humanoid companion that will battle with you, you know? So, they can in their animal state they all have like a fast kind of fast traveling mechanic or movement mechanic to them that can change the way you are able to traverse the environment and the panther can be ridden excuse me ridden that's the first one you get and it is just you know the they did such a good job with like the way it feels to ride it you know uh it's cuz there's this huge desert expanse i told you it's ancient egypt is the setting there's this huge desert expanses that 
these first few levels at least that I've, I've gone through have to them. And like when you're first in them without that Panther, it's like, fuck man. <laughs> like, and, and, and I, it's so commendable that they did that to you to make you feel how much of an upgrade this is to have a mode of transportation in this environment. That is like, it's like, God damn, like I gotta get all the way over there. Fuck. It's gonna take forever, you know? So they, they make you feel that and, and in turn appreciate the upgrade, you know, and, and yeah, and that was a good choice, I think. Uh, but yeah, it just feels so good to do that. And there's all these additional mechanics you can do when you're riding her. You know, there's this great dismount thing that like she's run, you run with her and you can hit B and you like dismount over top and you can like drop and do like, there'll be, if you see like a group of enemies that you want to attack, you can fucking ride and charge in there with her and like run one over and then jump over the fucking front of her and start battling and then switch her to her humanoid. It's just, it's all, it all integrates so well, the battle and the, and the, the like the non-battle stuff. So fucking well done. It's such a such a good game. So fucking good. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, and it has the, and this is the the real Skyrim equivalent thing to it, I think. Well, Skyrim didn't do didn't it, you know, first of all, it was all one per, first person, and they didn't have the companions uh, in the same way where they like unlock these things. But I think Skyrim still tried to do this a little bit, where you need something and you'll have to come back here later, and you don't even realize there's a POI here yet because you don't have the thing that mm. like unlocks that as a POI. So with these companions, you'll pass things, and you're like, I don't, I don't know, I can't interact with this because I don't have, I clearly don't have some sort of skill that right. or, or capability that something is going to give me later to, to employ that so you'll pass all these things and go through these areas and you know you'll like essentially as far as you can in this moment 100% something move on or even like you know you'll like you'll, I hit a, a stumbling block that I, I broke through last night for a while so I was like kind of stuck and like when you get stuck in this like you'll try some things like fuck it's not working out I'm irritated but i don't want to stop playing and like there's so much stuff that you'll just go you'll just go back to an area that you already been through and just look for new shit because this is very skyrim equivalent and that like there's always another quest there's i don't give a shit how many quests you've done if you search the area hard enough you'll find something new to do and be tasked with and there's there's just all there's just a billion fucking quests to finish (laughs) and you'll just never do them all probably so when you get stuck, you'll just go back and do stuff and find new stuff. And like, either way, there's no way you're going to be able to finish an area your first time through it. So you unlock a new character like I did last night, which is what that big stumble or big um, stuck point was, was that huge skeleton and getting to this new Falcon follower. And you're like, like immediately once you, once you're taught it's new mechanics, you're like, all these things flood into your mind. Like, like I can now do that. Yeah, I can do, do that, 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 that. I got to go back and do that. I got to go back. And like, it's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> So, it, it, exactly. Whatever they discovered in video gaming that makes us do that, we both just did it. That, like, emotional outburst we just had, <laughs> that's the thing. And it does that while you're playing, of course. And that is 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 really good game design because it is incredibly satisfying to have that all unlock in your mind and then immediately just start going back and checking those new boxes off that you left unchecked. And my, of course, ass needs all the boxes checked. <laughs> it's funny to me, like, hearing you talk about that because the... The game series where that's most prominent in my mind is the Lego games, like because yeah. <laughs> like me and the kids would play so many play through so many of those, and you would have just different types of Legos. Like for example, like the Jedi, like the the most recent Jedi ones. Like the the Jedi all have certain abilities, and they can like raise and lift things. But the Sith can do different things. They can make things explode. But then like certain people that are like I forget what they were like maybe bounty hunters or something, they can actually pick locks and these other things can actually 
they move the the gold blocks. So every time you yeah. saw a gold block, you're like, oh, I need the specific yeah. type of character. So I don't know. It's employed so many times throughout the different Lego games. I'm immediately like, yeah, I, I recognize okay. yeah, that. Yeah, uh, that sounds like I would enjoy that for sure. You know what that would make <laughs> me think of is that tourist game. I feel uh, – and I honestly, it's so long ago I can't exactly remember. I just know I had so much fun playing that. But I feel like there was that stuff where you like had to get new skills or there was something that would unlock yeah. environmental things that you previously could not engage uh, and yeah, I enjoyed that very much. There's actually there's a Lego game. They they released a Lego game on Quest, and like that sounds like an amazing VR really? kind of thing. Like a, a, a it's a it's a AR thing, an augmented reality thing, uh, or mixed reality thing, uh, to my knowledge. Um, so that's okay. probably good. They, I keep seeing commercials for it too, and uh, it looks kind of interesting. Okay, so yeah, so just generally speaking, all fucking you know, there's all these collectathons, like these passive collectathons too that like you're always on the lookout for. So you're never disengaged from the environment because the collectathon goals are desirable enough that you're always you incentivized to finish them, and they're huge and in uh, in in quantity number. Like there's this one fifty statue thing, and like you just you're always looking for one of those fucking statues. <laughs> like fuck, where are they? They could be anywhere, you know. Uh, and these worlds are huge, so. Um, you're always engaged in the environment and that's, that's a good byproduct of that mechanic too. So yeah, there's just incredibly engaging video game. It's so fucking good. Every, there's just no part of it where I'm just like, fuck that. I don't want to deal. And like, there's always something in one of these games. You're like, I fucking hate, fuck that. I'm not dealing with that. You know? And like, there's just nothing and everything in it is just like, oh yes, I want that. I want to finish that. I need to finish that. (laughs) So fucking good. And so, you know, I talked about this with the first one when I first got to the boss battle. So they, I'm sure in their data, they were able to uh, discern this too. Uh, I haven't had like one of the big like um, chapter ending battle. I'm not even that far, even as much as I've played probably at this Hmm. point. I don't know. In fucking a few weeks, man, I probably played. I'm so bad at guessing this, but I don't know. Somewhere 30 hours. I don't know. I played a shit ton uh, already. But I haven't gotten to one of the major boss battles. But I had my first, it's kind of like a side quest deal where you, well, I had one kind of in the main quest too. But it felt more mini bossy than like a real huge thing. Uh, But I had to go fight this fucking scorpion. They're called Deathstalkers. I posted the video of it. And it's like a nine minute fucking thing. And like, it's it's like you you find these two god characters. Like the, the, one of the undercurrent, I don't know, quest things that you're dealing with in this game is you're trying you have there's like you you meet horus the god uh he's blind and like he's like i think he's like the main kind of like i don't know he's the catalyst for like the main story like the i forget which god it is now but took horus a sight when he was young and horus spent all this time like depressed and like thinking he couldn't fulfill his destinies or goals because he was blind and like you are kind of lining up with him at a time where he so you do something for him that makes him realize he still is capable of fulfilling his destiny you know so you're like you, he has this outpost that he's been trying to put together to 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 like orchestrate this fucking plan to take out these fucking gods that are his adversaries and you start with him him and his sidekick and uh, one other little court minion and you're kind of, you're going out and like I found, when I found Pata, that was like the first one and he's, he's, he becomes the blacksmith at the, at the outpost. And then I found these two other gods that are like the ones like a uh, hunting and fishing 
enthusiast and then his dickhead brother is kind of like a, a, a chubby cook guy, you know? So they all have, like, their kind of, like, skill set that they bring to the group and they all give you their own little side quests, you know? And when I found the 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 two brothers, the, the cook one gives you this bait and he's like, because they were in the scorpion den is where you found them, so they have this particular uh, disposition towards all the scorpions that are out there. So he creates this, like the death stalkers are kind of like the King scorpions. And like, they even did a good job when you first are in the scorpion lair and you first encounter this thing, you have this like interlude where you first come in and you see one and have like a brush with one. And it's, it's such a good presentation of like how epic this thing is and how huge it is and how devastating it is. So they did such a good job of like creating this goal for you and then working it out and kind of spacing out the, or, or piecemealing out the the road to battling it, you know. So they did a really good job with that. But he creates this bait for you, and you you know where one is in the desert. Uh, they like live underneath the sand, and they create this kind of fucking shit above the sand where you know where they are, but you can't lure them out unless oh, they'll just come up and kill you. You know, you right. can't like you can't get get them to come up and battle without this bait. So he gives you this bait. So you go out, you're like, okay, I know where it's at. So you take this bait out. You go into this huge fucking open desert area and you see the fucking thing moving around in the sand. So you're like, okay, fuck, you know it's going to be a big deal. But you like, you take the fucking bait out and you like, you walk up to this fucking thing and you like throw it out in the sand and like it fucking scurries around and then comes up and eats the fucking, and it's like distracted with the bait for a second. And immediately you're like, oh, fuck, and you start fucking trying to, you know, whatever. I, I have no idea how to engage it or kill it. It's a huge scorpion, so of course it's armored, like, and it has the big pinchers and shit. And, like, you start whacking at it and shit. And then once it finishes the bait, it, like, acknowledges you and bears down on you. And, like, dude, I can't explain it. It's a, it's a, it's a level of epic that, like, I just, I can't believe they can pack into a video game. It's just, it's, it's so... <laughs> And it's so involving and like, I don't know, ter- I mean, like, like I, I know I'm in a video game, but holy fuck does it feel like, <laughs> oh, a deal, man. It just feels like a fucking deal. It's so big and crazy uh, and so much fucking fun. But so it feels so high. I guess high stakes is what I'm going for. It feels so high stakes in a way that I've never gotten from a video game. It always feels like I know I can do this again, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and you know there's all there's plenty of, this is like all the modern games it it is you die you just go to the other th- it's not like it doesn't there's no real punitive thing it's not thing. punitive yeah it, it, it actually in one way this game kind of is a little hard, and I, I i don't play enough modern games maybe to know how how prevalent this is but it does if you know you use items in battle your consumables and stuff when you die you don't get those back it doesn't just reboot you to where you last saved you go back to that point, but you lost all the shit you tried to invest into that fight. So it is semi, oh, it is semi punitive in that regard. Okay, you know? yeah, that's different. That's yeah, different. so it's that. Yeah, there is some level of like, you know, fuck, I used an awful lot of shit. I don't want to. I don't can't do that again. You know, and like, yeah, the first one I died the first time, and like, I had only gotten two of the baits, so I was like, I'm gonna have to go back and get a fucking buy another one of the baits if I even want to do this again on the second tr- on the second try. So yeah, there is some level of of stakes for sure in that regard, but. Yeah, dude, fucking, you know, I was battling the thing and like, it took me a while to even figure out how to deal with it at all, of course. And then like, once I got, you kind of like, you use the sword, the whip thing on the sword to like, pull his pinchers down and it gets lodged in the sand. You can run up and whack him and you do that a few times and he starts using the tail to hit you. And then once you have his meter down to a point, uh, whatever, a quarter or something, you can then grapple 
the tail and get up onto his back. And like my initial instinct is, because they've already done this to you in a few of both the first game and this one where you get up onto its back and you're just hitting its head. And like, dude, I am fucking minutes of like multiple times seeing what I have to do, I think, getting up onto its back and like hitting everything, dude. Fucking turning around, trying to hit the tail, and like hitting the fucking head, stabbing everything. And like, it would just knock me off. No damage done. I'm like, and like, it happened so many fucking times in this battle. I'm like, what? And like, you're, it's so exhausting. I've been going for nine minutes. Like, think about one oh, of these battles. game off. I'm yeah, see, dude, like, it's yeah, fucking just so long you've been going. And like, it's, and it's VR, so it's physical, too. You're like, I'm not just, like, my fingers aren't tired. I am tired. <laughs> you know? I am, t- like, especially a few times into it, you're on his back. You were, like, physically, like, really fucking lurching, trying to, like, you know, you get into it, dude. Like, trying to fucking actually do damage to this thing that's not actually in your room <laughs> and like yeah dude i was fucking so exhausted and like dude when i killed it i didn't know how i killed it i still don't know I, i've killed a second one since because they're they of course have things you can fucking farm off them that are valuable and i still even th- kill the second one i don't know exactly what i did like does it not tell you when you're doing damage is it one of those things no i mean there's dude it's it's, v, it's vr it is probably telling me, but it's VR, and I am fucking, like, high-octane swinging my arms around and shit. Like, you don't, you can't, it's not, you can't, it's not the but same. There's it's, not, like, a meter that doesn't give There you is like a meter. He has a meter above him, yes, but when you're on top of him stabbing him, you don't, you're not looking, the meter's above him, you're not looking at his meter, you're, like, looking what you're doing, you're looking at your hands. That's one of the things about VR that's so incredible, it's, like, it's so involved that you're, you don't, it's, you, you... That's maybe what I've been describing in the macro. Like, it doesn't feel like a video. It's so good and big and epic. You're not playing a video game. You're, like, you are able to... You're, you're for, it's not even you're choosing to suspend belief. You are forced to sp- suspend belief because it's so hard and so mm-hmm. physically involved that you're, you, you, you lose the UI. You lose it, you know? And you're just trying to do the thing. You're just physically trying to That's do crazy. the thing and do it right. It is crazy. It's crazy as fuck. That's why, it's, <laughs> that's why VR is nuts. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I killed the thing twice. I don't know fucking how I did. But, yeah, just, I mean, you know, and that's just the first one of those uh, really oh, big man. ones that I'm sure this game will be filled with that I... Uh, it just it's so good so nice. good so asgard uh asgard's wrath 2 it's a good video game i recommend <laughs> uh, uh i went to meow wolf in vegas dude it was so funny to me that we had that long conversation about it and amy and i were in vegas for a wedding and i don't know if i don't think i mentioned it to her i don't see why i would have but <laughs> She was like, she said something about Meow Wolf. Someone said something about Meow Wolf or something. And we were like, what? Fuck, I looked it up and like, it's it's one of the, it's in like a few places. It's in, I think Colorado, like maybe Denver. It's in Vegas, maybe one or two other places. They have these installations, but I went to it, dude. And so, whoa. So when you looked it up, did you see any, did you, how much, how, when you were Googling it that day, how much did you look at? I, just a little bit. I didn't, I didn't go super deep. Okay, man. But what you went it's, there? It's ah, it's Explain. it is. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not even sure. Someone, if you're not on drugs, you can really grasp <laughs> what it is. It's like 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 a crazy fun house. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, fun house. Fun house is a good comp. That's a good analogy. It's like so. The one in Vegas. <clears throat> it's in this like. One of those, like, fucking, I don't even know what to call. They're like these, 
It's like a mega mart or like some kind of right, right, yes. Confusing. Well, that's the entrance of it. That's like the facade of it. That's not even what it is. But I'm saying like where it's at in Vegas. It's oh, okay. it, it's it's at this building that has like a bunch of restaurants. There's like a Spencer's type story. It's like a a young hip hangout place with like it's got a bar in the middle. They have you know crazy ass rides you can ride. Uh, you know like but are kind of stationary. It's like a technology ride of some kind. There's like art installations all over the space that make it look kind of funky and interesting and young and hip and blah 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 and like. Oh, yeah, again, all these different types of stores, like crazy-ass dip and dot type ice cream joint. Like, it's just very forward, progressive entertainment space, you know, for... Very immersive. Y- right. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> any, 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 like, any, like, buzzword you want, yeah. any buzz, whatever <laughs> word you want to use probably applies. So, it's on, like... Half of the building is is this meow meow wolf thing. So yes, you walk it, like it looks. When I first walked in, I really thought it was a grocery store. I was I walked in and like I didn't know that's what we didn't. I didn't look at anything. Like Amy looked it up and booked the tickets. I didn't look at anything for it. I just knew it was interesting. I was like, sure, I'll go, whatever. So like we walk into this like place, like the lobby kind of or main area of it, and the entire left side looks like a grocery store. Uh, a weird-looking grocery store, but in this place, it would be a weird grocery store, so it's not out of place and looking weird. But, like, so we, like, walk up to it, and I'm like, and I didn't even know it's where we're going. And, like, there's, like, a lot, like, a, a queue out front, and I'm like, god damn, why is there a queue for a grocery store? Why do they even have a grocery store here? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you walk into it, and, like, you start looking around, and, like, oh, man. you start looking at the products, and, like, it's full of products. But all of them are just slightly weird. They have, like... I don't know, like the bags of beef jerky and stuff, and they say weird things on them that are just a little bit fucking off. And like, it's like when I described that video store where I got the Beauty and the Beast tape. Like, you're like you in it and you're like, is this, can I buy this stuff? Like, <laughs> what is this? What is happening? It, it, yeah, so like it's got this whole facade. And like you start walking around and like there's no, it's unguided. You walk in, there is a person there. She's like, do you have any questions? And like, no, I don't have been here before. I don't have any what would my question be? And she's like, and I forget, she had like something when you said no to her that was like clearly like company speak. I can't remember what it was. I wish I could. But like basically it was kind of like a, like, yeah, hey, you know, you'll figure it out. Be inquisitive kind of thing. Like don't be scared of anything or whatever, you know? And like, so, you know, you start walking around and like, you know, there's coolers in the back and like some of the coolers just have weird shit in them and you're kind of looking in, you open the door, you look in, you're like, okay, that's fucking weird. And then you get to one cooler <laughs> And you realize that this cooler is a passage. So you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go in and see what this is. And, like, you walk in the cooler and it, like, goes to all this weird shit's going on in there. And then it just opens up into this space that's, like, bananas. Like a fucking acid trip and a half. And it's like, I don't even know where or what to call any of it. It's just, like, all this crazy shit. Multi-level staircases, other things to walk in, crawl through, find, look at. It's very... Did you ever go to... It's probably, I think you were gone by the time it came, but did you ever go to Sleep No More in New York? Sleep okay. No More. Okay. Sleep No More, also very cool. Sleep No More, it took one of those uh, warehouse district, meatpacking district Naturally. buildings uh, and like, dude, like five floors. Uh, and it, it was a Shakespearean Macbeth, I think it was. It took an entire multi floor space and turned it into an interactive theater experience where 
All these actors were running around acting out moments from Macbeth amongst you. And like people were just free to wander. And like the spaces, the, the set deck was insane, dude. Like you, I went, th- I went, I probably went four or five times. The one time I spent, you have like maybe two hours in the space. Um, and it, it's, a, it doesn't like, no one is really, I don't remember anyways, anyone like coming up, like you got to go, you know, like there, there's no one watching you at least to that degree that I ever experienced. So I don't know how it always ended up being inside a two hour kind of, I just don't know. It's, it's like a, a, a masterclass in like live event design because you would do it forever and you're like you just kind of get tired of it eventually and like you're like and you just somehow end up outside it doesn't make sense <laughs> it was insane uh but like i spent the entire time i was there the one time i found this room with all these books and i was just sitting in this chair reading all these books in the space with like weird shit written in them you know and like dude there's you know it's like very like you, you, you go once you can't even see everything. Like the shit's happening at random times and random places. The actors come and go and move and like they're acting out different things and like there's just no way to know what you can if you want, you can latch on to like one particular actor and just follow them around. And you know, a lot of people I think do that. And I think my first time I might have as well. because uh, it takes some like confidence uh and I guess comfort in the space to just wander off and like do shit on your own, you know, with no no one to guide you at all, you know. Right. Uh, you leave, I leave the people I'm with. Like, fuck you. I'm not I'm fucking. I'm any interest in whatever you're doing. I'm gonna go completely have my own deal. <laughs> and like, that's exactly the kind of vibe it is. It's like meow with. I mean, and like, yeah, you just you go do whatever you want, interact with whatever you want. There was I don't even again. There's so many things, interactivity moments, things you can just totally fucking dive yourself into. Pick up phones, listen to people talk to you. And this one has a very kind of corporate dystopian vibe to it too. And I love that kind of fallout humor type stuff of where like they just go too far you know and yeah just fucking nuts dude really crazy highly recommend but it was just funny to me that we had that long conversation and i still haven't got because i've been playing asgard's wrath nonstop i still haven't bought the fucking course and in <laughs> uh walkabout which is crazy and i need to maybe i'll do that as soon as i get off so i force myself to play uh because i definitely need after experiencing it in real life i definitely need to play the golf course um so yeah that was interesting and then i've also been power washing and uh Dungeons of Eternity as well. They did an upgrade for the holidays, dude. And they added a new enemy. They add. I, I was bitching about the spaces getting repetitive. They've added new environmental spaces, uh, which was a huge okay. upgrade. But it is... Well, the default is way harder. They also added a mechanic where you can change the difficulty level before you go into the mission. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm level 39 now. So, like, I just... I've been letting it... I haven't played it a ton. But when I do, I just kind of let it default to whatever, or I'm not even in control of it because I'm entering a dungeon where players are already the dungeon master. So I don't even, I didn't even see the interface until last night, but the level, the fucking, holy shit, is it harder? <laughs> like I am dying constantly. They add this new, this new enemy. That's like this kind of like Cerebus looking thing that runs around very fast and they have elemental things uh, to them too. So some of them freeze you, some of them set you on fire or whatever, but they move very fast. They have two swords and they're fucking devastating fucking enemies uh, especially at high levels so they de- 100% have up to the difficulty level or at least the difficulty that can exist because of the difficulty slider you can um, change now so yeah I need to turn the level down basically because uh, I, I, I mean literally I was in I, I let, when I texted you last night about it I 
did two runs. The first one, I died with some, kind of some low-level players, so that's not a big deal. But the second one, I was with a level 50 person and a level like 44 person. And we died two times in a row in the first room. <laughs> you know, Damn, so like players... Yeah, players even more advanced than me, uh, and they're probably playing nonstop, uh, still getting dusted off. So, yeah, they, and that's, you know, before this update, uh, that, you know, the, not finishing a level is like, was borderline impossible. So, uh, if you know what you're doing. So, that is a, a big change that's interesting, uh, if, if uh, not anything else. And there's the holiday shit, too, dude. Have you, you haven't been in, have you seen any of the holiday stuff? I'm you got to go. You got to. You have to get in there before New Year. I imagine that's when they'll take it away. You got to go in there and take a look at that. It is so cool and fun, dude. There's like snowballs everywhere you can hit each other with. There's all these gifts and Santa or Christmas tree shit everywhere. It's it's really they did a really good job of of holidaying it up down by that uh, Grim Reaper dude in the the Souls room. They have this yeah. huge present pyramid that is super cool. It's like they did a really good job of. Of doing the holiday stuff, and you get holiday gear too. Like I have a Sandy hat. You like find, <laughs> there's there's ice chests now that have only holiday gear in them that you find in the levels that you can get. There's like Santa uh, candy cane staffs and Santa staffs, and like yeah, all sorts of Santa suits and elf gear and all this shit that's very holiday minded that I'm sure you won't be able to get if you don't get now. So <laughs> uh, pretty fun. So that's that's still happening in the back burner too, but mostly. Asgard's Wrath 2. In 1943, our main fleet began an intense battle off the coast of Midway Islands. Help our fleet defeat the enemy. That's it. That's the whole shkabo. You got, <laughs> it gets a whole page in the manual titled 1943 Story, but that is all we need. And you can sell me the whole seat, but I'm only going to need the edge. What type of game is this? I wonder. I wonder what it is. It's a <laughs> vertical scrolling flying shooter. As it is. Know. So how did you not love it, Jay? I don't understand. It was released in October 1988 in North America after a June 20th drop back in Japan. And given the, I don't know, I, I guess, I don't think I looked that up, but I don't think it did. It's crazy that they, this, it's so like pro-US propaganda, they went so far with that. And that's kind of like one of the, the things about uh, these games that is kind of well known but it, it it does no matter how many times i've read it it does still kind of blow my mind that you know this like uh, it's not anti imperial japan but it it is very like you're fucked buddy imperial japan you know and like it's just it's i'm i'm surprised that they wouldn't you know just reskin it as from a japanese perspective as far as the story goes for uh, a japanese release that's surprising to me yeah that, that to me was the most surprising thing, and really the only interesting thing I found from a novel <laughs> history standpoint is the fact that like this game and 1942, excuse me, its predecessor, were both created by Japanese developers. So, like, what? 
what what are we doing like it's it's we are cashing checks (laughs) (laughs) americans those americans really like this stuff here we go yeah they love it those self-indulgent cunts love this stuff (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine like just think about that that's nuts to me yep well, the cover art is some nice illustration artwork. Adorning the box cover, our hero dual prop plane, hot on the tail of a single prop plane, just above open water, and a flame but still firing its guns aircraft carrier in the background. The title's up top, and this era of Capcom NES joints all straddle the, the title with some chest-pounding pitch copy. In this case, it reads, All the arcade action! Actions. Action? Actions. I wrote, I wrote actions. I feel like they probably didn't fuck that up, though, so it probably says action. And the other one reads, The Ultimate Air-Sea Battle. And on the back of the box, they go above and beyond with screenshots, four of them in this case. And in all of those, they wisely feature huge boss battle sprites. There are two battleships, a massive bomber plane, and something I was not quite able to discern before having played the game. I couldn't tell what the fourth one was at the time. Uh, but all good-looking uh, uh, stuff. And there is unique table setting copy back here, too. The most crucial and decisive battle of World War II is about to be fought by you. Enemy forces are descending upon Midway Island. Enemy bombers, dive bombers, and Zeros are roaring over the island like a typhoon. The surrounding Pacific waters are teeming with enemy aircraft carriers. As the top gun of the Navy's most elite crew of fighter pilots, you must pilot your specifically outfitted P-38 into the very midst of the enemy squadron. Equipped with an array of secret weapons, only you can turn the tide against the formidable enemy, formidable enemy, enemy fleet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the outcome of history's most fateful air-sea battle rests in your hands. Can you avenge Pearl Harbor? And yeah, that's a heavy choice by Capcom at the end for the reasons we just discussed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm fucking reading this, man. I didn't do an, an economic analysis, and I just thought of one just as I was reading that. The, the, this specific plane, P-38, I imagine is a real plane. I didn't research that, but I would guess it is. And coming up with the math problem for an actual plane that existed of, like, doing these missions and whatever uh, wouldn't have been that hard and would have been kind of interesting, I think. So I, I am feeling very regretful inside for not giving the disciples a, a due holiday gift of a boring economic analysis for them to dive into here in the final episode of the year. I'm sorry. The <laughs> manual is 20 pages with covers, color on the front and black and white the rest of the way. They open with a Captain Commando special message. I don't recall seeing one of these in quite some time, so that was fun to go back to these. I love uh, this little deal. But this one reads, Thank you for selecting Fun-Filled 1943, one of the exclusive Nintendo Entertainment System video games from the Captain Commando Challenge series. 1943, created by Capcom, premier worldwide arcade game designer, features colorful state-of-the-art high-resolution graphics. High-resolution, Jay. Look the fuck out. That's Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Capcom has some high-resolution graphics. This game, I would not put in that category. Ah, dude, for NES, uh, it looks pretty fucking good, dude, I think. It oh definitely looks a lot better in 1942. Oh, my gosh. And this is, what, 80, uh, 88, right? I said, what did I say? Yeah, this game does not look good. Oh, my gosh. It's 1988. It's fucking, this is early. Uh, this is not like a 1991 game. I know. This looks like Xevious. This is Atari. No, this it's is not Xevious. Get out of here with Xevious. Get out of here with Xevious. Facts on facts on facts. Out of your goddamn mind. Wait a minute. I just thought of something, though. The fact that you, the fact that at the end of that soliloquy, it mentioned, can you get revenge on Pearl Harbor? Like, I wonder that's, if that was. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. That, their whole thing. Just like, oh, F you. That's what we did. Now, let's make it, let's make some money. Maybe, yeah. Maybe if you want to, if you, you know want to really mean? dive into it, that's <laughs> true. Like, you lost, bitch, actually. 
Uh, right? Like, yeah. that's kind of an interesting... Anyway, yeah. I just found that funny. Yeah, it's like uh, Miami, Miami Dolphin fans talking about the, the one game they've won in the last 10. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to look for the silver lining somewhere, Josh. Yeah, they just keep just keep po- they just keep tweeting the picture of Josh Allen exhausted from playing on the planet of the sun. Like, 110 degree heat last year when they lost by three points or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> So, yeah, this is uh, getting back to the manual. Pages 8 and 9 cover the power-up point system for your P38. That's the fighter plane model. But there isn't much to say about the system. It's just categories uh, of offensive power, defensive power, energy level, special weapons, special weapons time limit. And I'm guessing special weapons without any further descriptors means the power of it was was always my interpretation. Same. Uh, Each level starts at one and you get three points at the start of the game to add to these levels as your like starter pack plane build. Uh, And then throughout the game, you'll have opportunities to add to those. I I did not expect uh, that much the level of add-on points that you would be able to add on right like we had to theory at the beginning i said i kind of expected just like once every couple levels kind of a thing so right. i was surprised when it the, the pace me too and later. and yeah and i don't think i found many of the early ones probably so yeah so and yeah that is my guess in hindsight is that every level has one of those to find every level i, I know, think so. i I think so, and I think it was just a matter of once you find them the first time, and for me it was I don't know level three or something maybe, and you, you know you notice that you see those bullets hitting nothing, and then something appear uh, after you do it enough times. Once you have that moment, you're like, oh, I need to be looking for those, and in, and and also looking for I need to be looking for that thing happening to my bullets when they're not hitting something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And once you know to look for that, it probably registers a whole lot quicker uh, and more frequently than before it had happened, you know? Uh, and yeah, and the first time it happened too, I don't think I really internalized it. I like, I didn't realize what happened fully. You know, once it happens a few times, I guess I should say, you really come to understand that that's how that flowchart works, you know, at least for me. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised too. I didn't expect to be able to have, I didn't max, I didn't finish with a full, with every level maxed out or every category maxed out rather, but pretty close. And yeah, I did oh. not, ex- yeah, I did not okay. expect to, uh, have that develop of a plane at the end. Uh, I thought it would be a little more, you know, whatever. Like pick so, your, I thought it was more of pick your balance. Like, are you going right. to be more all offensive? Precisely. All and honestly, kind of a thing? you do spend a lot of the game doing that. So it's not like yeah. that's lost. Like I said, I didn't quite fill it up. It's not like I was full on like God, uh, no, a, a third of the, yeah, a third of the way through the game or anything. So you have some of that for sure. But yeah, I didn't expect to be able to get, to the near maxed out level I was at. And like I said, I definitely missed some too. So you probably can max out earlier than the end of the game, I would guess. Page 10 is a power-up pickup breakdown, and they explain it as you shoot red planes to get the initial POW icon, and then you can shoot that icon after it appears to cycle it through different options that you actually pick up by flying over. And there are eight possibilities listed. The initial thing, the POW, and if you don't shoot them at all, they, this is what you get, and it's just additional energy, it says. There's the shotgun, or shotgun, two words. <laughs> and the this is the ultimate weapon to destroy enemy bullets, is what it says. Uh, I don't know. To me, this was... It was nice. It it is it, it doesn't explain it here, but it is a three-way shot. But it's not as good as the actual three-way shot, which is the next thing you pick up. It's like this, like a, like a large... A larger empty circle 
going three directions and they're slower and they do less damage, I feel. Or maybe not, maybe that they do less damage. They just don't fire fast enough to do as much damage cumulatively, maybe is the way to right. say Right. I think it's a five way shot, isn't it? Isn't it a five way oh, shot? Oh, you're right. Actually, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. You're yeah. right. It is a five way shot. Yeah. But it is, it is the circles and it starts out shorter. So it's kind of like. Right. I got more spread, more coverage, but I got to be closer yeah. up. And they, yeah, and they don't explain it here. And I guess they don't need to. You just, well, I don't know, because you do, you don't, not understanding it for a number of levels did kind of frustrate me. But you can, you know, if you pick up two of those shotguns, it changes into a more yeah. advanced shotgun. And like that should be explained here, I think, because that is critical to know. And until I got the three way shot later, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, that should be explained here. There's not really nothing else you need to say. That, that should be yep. explained here. But <laughs> the three-way shot is the player can shoot in three directions instead of five, but they're way faster. And, yeah, if you, like, More get... More damage, too. It, yeah, exactly. Because Well, again, I don't know. There's no way to know that for sure. But, but because I it tell. fires faster. Yeah, tell. exactly. You can kill stuff faster for sure. But I'm saying that might not be because the bullets do more damage. It might be because they fire faster and they hit the thing more frequently in turn doing more cumulative damage. You know what I mean? Well, I, the way I took it, and that's also because of the comparison with the five-way shotgun. When the five-way shotgun gets like morphed, upgraded, it converts only – you only have one circle – like right, and, that, and, and the rest, three-way the shot, rest are right. the the rest are like the three way shot time. Right. So it's much more powerful for the for all the other non circle shots. So the, that's the way I took the three way shot. Is that hey, you get the three, you get just three ways of that powerful shot, and when you right. upgrade it, it's even more powerful. So, I mean, yeah. so to me, like I mean, that's yeah. more powerful than the circles we're, in general. We're senselessly uh, parsing minutia by having these, <laughs> having that discussion. The, the three-way shot is unquestionably better. <laughs> is really what it's, we should it's, just. It's definitely better. I, I yeah. like the spread of the five, but realistically. Oh yeah, and, and, you know, and like early on, before I found out about the three, really. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And like you don't, you know, I don't know the exact because again, it, it, and that's one of the that's to this game's credit. I think this system of having to shoot it to change it into things, and you know that so, that might sound simple. It is oh not. My gosh. It in is a practice. Yes, it is a huge thing about your experience oh in this game. Gosh. Is like hitting it while dealing with everything happening around you and changing it into the thing you want. And you just it, later on in particular, you do. It is impossible to it's so impossible to get it to. It's not like you can just like oh, you shoot the planes. The POW appears. I fully dedicate to turning it into what I want, and then I get back to what I was doing. No, no. you have to juggle. One shot on the p- on the on the pickup. One shot blowing some shit up, d- avoiding some shit, flying around where you're no longer able to even shoot the thing, the POW, getting back to it, shooting it again, doing that loop again, and in oh, all that. Oh, and, it, and and if you have auto rapid fire on, it'll it might shoot exactly too you much, might hit so it accidentally cycles, cycles past what you want. Right. You're like no, yep. it was supposed to or, stop. Or you accidentally pick it up before you wanted to. There's just mm-hmm. so many things that can go wrong in oh really gosh. trying to get what you want out of those. <laughs> and on top of that, it's, as far as you know anyways, I'm sure it's in the code, not random, but from your perception as the player, it's random what it's going to turn into at different times. It like cycle, I'd say it kind of reliably cycles between energy, fuel, and a weapon. So you know that, but other than that, you don't know what it's going to turn into at the next weapon change. You know what I mean? Or weapon pickup change. So yeah, it is a it is a 
fucking system and a half to oh my gosh. to deal with, juggle, and like really exploit, and just yeah, can just kill your soul. I mean, without fucking saves coming. Oh my god! Uh, some of those later stages where you're like, I need this to be one thing to have any shot of dealing with what is coming next. Like how can and, how can I beat this without? That weapon, like I don't right. know how, or like, some more fuel, or yeah. whatever it is you're trying to get. Like, how can I possibly not get what I need from this? And to not get it, and not be able to just go fuck you and hit F seven or F four rather. In my case, like I whoa whoa. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like I might just have to go back to. The, I might be on the boss of that mission. I might just have to go all the way back to the beginning and do a continue, oh for sure just and, to start over because I got to get a different weapon like this. I can't win this way. I Dude, I used just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously I'm safe coming to any game like this. It goes without saying. But I, I don't know. I'm not keeping a log of this. That would be a fun, another spreadsheet of the 80 million I've started for this podcast. But <laughs> I probably used somewhere between 15 and 20 save slots. So like, that's high as fuck for me. Like wow. most games, I can finish in ten in in, in single digits. You know, even because I'm you know you're caught. One, I want to. There's two reasons I do a lot of them. One is obviously saves coming yourself into a hole. Uh, this has continues and shit, so it's you're just going back to the end stage. So it's not terribly punitive. So yeah, that's not even a big worry. I also do a lot of them because I need to be able to like I need to be able to I, I want to look at the boss battle I just had again. And be able to make notes out of it and shit, you know, uh, and, and kind of get a better understanding of what the hell just happened because it's an action game. So you, you're you not able to fucking parse it all in your head as you're doing it, especially the first time. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, the, I used a lot of fucking save slots in this because, yeah, for that very reason, like I there's just so many later game. I'm like the fucking end of the first at the start of the first fucking area so the second area start of the fucking boss battle like all of it i'm doing a different one because i don't i want to have options when i inevitably i'm going to need to go back and redo this because it's i'm in a fucked up degraded position or degraded position rather i it's funny i once i switched over from playing on my mac where i was using launchbox and it was super easy to kind of like you know have multiple slots like that once i moved over to this it's it's much harder for me to do that. So I just kind of just, you got to get the system down, dude. It's just, it's super simple, dude. It's, it's F two saves, F four loads, F six and seven move your save slot right or left or up or down. (laughs) I just, it's funny because I started out using retro art and I was like, what is going on? Like, you know, I was using it and I had some issues. Oh, I I know what it was. I'll take the back. Once I switched over from the stupid, NES controller to the advantage I couldn't get my advantage to like pair and work so I was like what is going on so I just went straight with NES Topia and just used that because it paired with no problem and I was able to play so like I felt much less I was less used to the interface and everything there so I was just like whatever I'm saving and wherever I go that's where I go that's the thing too that sucked man if you're switching you got yeah you gotta have because you gotta do this shit in the moment it's it's just like a pressing a button on your controller in the action, you know? Like, being able to save scum at the right times in a game like this. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you try to pause, sure, but not always able to or think to do it, whatever. Uh, there are plenty of times where I didn't, you know? Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, for sure. Uh, especially if you're not familiar with your fucking UI, your emulator <laughs> UI, rather. I was like, ah, where, where's the... This is not the same. I was like, <laughs> Fuck, ah, yeah. And, like, dude, uh, yeah, and, like, 
F2 and F4, that's, they're not far apart for the same I was very modes. afraid to do that, too. Yeah, exactly. I was like, exactly. I am not, I'm clicking yeah. on the menu, like, which one? Yeah. Like, okay. I always, so yeah, I started the, uh, since we're on this fucking rant, I started <laughs> the the side quest on Fancy Star, so I use, I'm use i using my handheld for that, that little okay. Abernick deal. And, like, that's, again, it's a different unit. I've, I've played whole RPGs on it, but I haven't done that. We haven't done an RPG in a while, so I haven't played on this thing in a while. And, like, it's a whole deal. The way you do the, the it's, it's, um... The fuck's the name of that UI? It's the one that's on the PlayStation. Uh, I forget the name of it now. It doesn't matter. But it has that uh, um, operating system. And the way you, you bring it up, and it's just a menu of things. There, you don't have hotkeys because it's not as on a keyboard. So it, you have to you pull the menu up with the double click of both the joysticks and or the analog sticks. And then it brings up this menu. And there are, th- there are four things in a row I use in this menu that moves vertically. It's yeah. There's take screenshot. There's change save slot, and you have yeah. to like you click on that, and you can change the number. And then there's save state and load state, all four in a row. And like especially that when I want to change, because with an RPG in particular, I want to make I want to use save state so I can go back to things if I need to to whatever when I when I sit down and do the notes after I hit a stopping point. So like I have to be like super fucking careful where I'm always like I look at it, I read it once, I stop a second. I like clear my mind and I read it again and then I hit the button because if you just like blow through things, you're saving oh. states on places, you're saving on the wrong fucking save states, you're changing state. Like, yeah. And like the save state, even from just a convenience perspective, when you change the save slot, for some reason it like takes longer than makes fucking sense uh, for it to go to that new save slot menu. And even that, even if I'm not fucking myself from a save state perspective, it's just annoying to sit and wait for that if I don't want to be changing save slots. You know, so like there's like two levels of like, I'm just got to be super careful of what I'm fucking doing here just because of UI bullshit. So yeah. I'm that, very I'm That is very the thing with podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very nervous podcast. about starting fantasy, uh, fantasy Star 2 for that reason. I'm having fun, dude. My, my, mine always pops up like Kega Fusion full screen and I can't do that. Like I need to be able to see what's going on. It's caused issues in the past. So I'm going to have to work out an entirely new situation that I'm comfortable with. RetroArch, dude. You have RetroArch. Download the fucking, uh, it's, the, it's the Genesis The Genesis GX. Core? Yeah. I, I'm sure I have it because I'm sure I have it. I just need to go through it there and make sure it's all yeah. set up. Correctly I can't stress and I'm comfortable enough. before I start with that because yeah, I'm I, not I, starting over again. You know, no, yeah, well, yeah, that. for sure. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you, you retro, dude, you got it. You, it. I told you, I, I've already done the rants on here. I'm multiple retro arc. Yes, the startup cost is high, emotional and uh, time wise relative to most other emulators. But once you're going, it's so much better. It's so much easier and uh, cleaner and it feels better and it's just modern and it, it take the time to figure it out because it'll it'll make your life better and all that shit will go away <laughs> fair, fair enough. All, the, all that ui friction stuff will go away the games will still be frustrating <laughs> <laughs> although like I say it's, it's, it's going well fantasy star is going well it's i i am i have no experience with this game at all and i'm enjoying myself for sure. Uh, and it's goofy as fuck, dude. It's super goofy. Oh it's gosh, very okay. anime goofy. Not like anything we've played tonality-wise, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some personality in there that I think just comes with Sega naturally relative to Nintendo stuff that uh, I, I think is going to be a lot of fun to talk about and a lot of fun to play and, and get into. So um, you'll enjoy it, I think. I'm, I'm, I have a positive outlook towards this. The Back to the fucking... POWs, uh, power, power ups rather. There's also an auto shot. I don't think I ever found this. It shoots eight times while the button is pressed down once, is what it says. 
I'm using turbo anyways. So yeah, that's why I, didn't I don't know how to even notice that. Yeah, yeah, same. There are the energy tanks, of course. These partial are, are partial energy recovery. There's a super shell. It looks like a bomb. I don't think I ever got this. It used. Or wait, maybe I did see it towards the end a couple times. But you're just like, this is the thing too. We'll talk about it later. But once you know these things, are, you're on a timer with these, uh, and that took me a while to understand that even. But the length of time you have them is never enough, basically. Mm-hmm. And you're what you're doing is late game when you really need that three th- three way shot in particular is you're constantly managing keeping that timer with time on it. So you're not gonna. I I wouldn't even like. I wouldn't even think about picking up something that's going to change that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Experiment or something? Are you kidding me? I need to pick up the three shot again. I need to keep that going. I need to keep that going. Right, right. And the the, the scarcity of this probably, it was probably devastating. And we probably made our life harder by not doing that. But like, yeah, there's just, it feels like there's too much at stake to experiment uh, when this was probably ever available to us. So yeah, I I don't think I ever saw it. And if I did, I was too busy to engage it. So I never really fucked with that. There's the Yasichi or Yas, Yashichi. And it looks like a pinwheel. This is the maximum energy recovery uh, pickup. And I then, saw it. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, 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 they, they, those were often – you didn't cycle through those. Those were often yeah. when you found the planes that gave you those, that's all you could get from them. And they were yeah. – it was awfully like – are often uh, uh, right before a boss or pretty close to uh, entering the boss area uh, as a little fucking olive branch for maybe what they just did to you. And the last one is a side fighter, another plane. I definitely never saw this. I saw it once. I saw it like early on and then I like never saw it again. Yeah. I never saw this increases offensive power is what it says. It goes naturally. If there's another plane, uh, I think I read or, okay. Yeah. I I think I read or heard that it makes you. It's like a double. Right. But that plane can also be hit. Is what I read or heard in this video that I'll talk about later. Uh, so it made you more vulnerable. I don't remember that. I don't remember that damage. part because I didn't have it that, for that long. Right. That would uh, suck if that's the case. Yeah, that was so, yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, there's so many close calls in the maneuverability or maneuvering through these stages and these flight fucking formations of enemies and shit like that. Can't be sound, bigger. Definitely yeah, can't be bigger. Not appealing <laughs> uh, an idea at all. I feel like it was like one of those half flickery things where it wasn't like a double plane. It was like a double plane, but it was like flickery. So you okay. looked like you were, you shouldn't have been like able a, to get hit. Like a ghost, like a yeah. ghost plane. Yeah. Maybe like that was the, that was the intent. Like I said, I never had it, so I can't speak to it. <laughs> Page 11 is a breakdown of a bunch of bonus point pickups. There's strawberries, barrels, cows, stars, alpha. That's what it calls it. It's a spacesuit guy, a cat, a flower. Here's the weird thing. Some of those were, like, I know a cow once was the thing that got me to the upgrade screen. I know for a fact it was a cow once. It was often that bamboo shoot deal, which I didn't know what the fuck it was. Uh, It was always the shoot thing for me. I never, I picked up the cow many times. And it I saw it as not a thing too, but I definitely went to a cow once and it took me to the fucking upgrade thing. I'm positive of it. So. Uh, it was usually the flower. It was usually the flower for me. Always the flower took me there, and then all I think maybe the barrel as well. But the, the flower or the bamboo shoot. I don't know if I ever saw what I would call a flower. 
Well, I'm talking about like if you look at the characters, the pictures on page 11. Okay, yeah, I don't like, have it up. I don't have it up right now, but I bet. Let me. Yeah, okay, in the I'll, manual, I'll, like yeah, if if those characters are the things I wanted, I actually want to know this. So let me. Fuck the only here. thing I saw that took me there all, always was the flower, because I was like, "What is that weird looking thing?" And it looked like what they call the flower. Okay, then that you probably I mean? is it. Because yeah, I posted it on the. I, I was asking on the fucking socials, and one of our. Uh, one of our Instagram disciples, Linux Punk, was like, "Oh, that's a bamboo shoot," and he even sent me a DM uh, of he sent me a DM of a real a real live action photo of oh, a bamboo really? shoot, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I buy that." <laughs> I mean, that thing, the flower bamboo shoot. Every time I saw, it, I was like, "Ooh, PowerPoint." <laughs> Take me to the screen, and then yeah, like I said, a barrel or something else. But whenever I was hitting the cow. It was just like, oh, just points or something. So yeah, I was usually, kinda, like, yeah, less. Yeah, I saw a bunch of these things, barrels and shit here and there. Why I'd grab them if I could, but it was kind of like, oh, whatever. Let me get it up here. Flower, yeah, that is. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, I see. I, I didn't remember this because it doesn't look like a flower at all. That's a fucking not a flower. Not in the flowers game. Petals. It doesn't look like a flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't in the manual either. Neither one of these things <laughs> look like flowers. They look like fucking uh, some sort of nut or something, you know. Page 12, pages 12 to 13 cover a password feature, which is something I did not expect this game to have, but it's pretty dope, and it's only five alphanumeric characters. Not too shabby uh, or complicated. And page 14 is an ad for other Capcom, Capcom joints, and then they have two pages for hints, scores, and memos. And the bottom of the first one credits Paul Biderman for the instruction manual, and I don't recall ever seeing that hmm. for one of these, or in one of these manuals a single for these person. games. Hmm. Yeah, giving support. And like credit to a specific artist is a very uh, credible and cool thing to me. They also have the game counselor line hours and number, eight a.m. to five p.m. Pacific. Because they knew you were going to be pissed off and, and just like you're going to need right. to call somebody. Are you kidding me? But Jay, oh, we're gonna. Man. But Jay, we got to do it. <laughs> oh, Who is this going to call? Yeah. We'll ask him about this flower stuff. Is what I want to. <laughs> I want to know. Oh man. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. I didn't even know that that could happen anymore. I right? can't remember that the last sound. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that well, sound. Well, that's yeah, that time. sound and that <laughs> message, which yeah, that is from like the fucking '80s, man. <laughs> that has been around forever, and I yeah, I don't, I can't remember the last time I called the number. That was just disconnected. There's like a bot running every available phone number. Because they, re- yeah, they recycle them. People purchase right. them now. Right. So. That's crazy, right? Maybe Capcom still owns it somehow. And they're like, nah, nah, hold this one. We got right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that locked that down. And that's one of that's our crazy. lines. Well, that, was, that was a funny, fun blast in the past. Get any, any game genie codes? <laughs> I did not, man. I So I, <laughs> when I was playing on my NES controller, I said, I'm absolutely freaking going Game Genie. I pulled up the codes. I even have the codes all listed here. But when I looked at them, it was kind of like, start on Mission 5, start on Mission 10, 15, 20. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. That's definitely cheating. (laughs) Definitely cheating. And then the other choices were like infinite power. And so I'm like, eh, like that's, that's the point. Also, yeah, you're, you're just going to be on autopilot the whole way. That won't be any fun at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought about infinite weapon, weapon upgrade time. So I'm like, does that just mean I just, I just leave it on the whole time. Either way, everything felt like I would be cheating. 
too OP. And so, yeah. but at that's at the time, I was like, I'm I'm gonna pick one of these and I'm gonna roll with it. But then once I picked up the freaking advantage, I felt like I was good enough and didn't really need those because then I would really be cheating. Because at that point, you got to have all these other things to play. Why are you even playing the game? Like you right. might as well forget it if you don't if you have a regular controller at that point. Right. So agreed. Well, I am adding a new segment here. It occurred to me that we should be doing, and I'm calling it lunchroom table tip eavesdrops. And this is this is essentially mag appearances of it that we uh, have passed in our timeline already that might have interesting things for us to employ in our gameplays, and uh, or in a gameplay rather. And issue eight of Nintendo Power has a classified info appearance of this, and this uh, it's titled Super Shot. And basically, and, and th- dude, I, I didn't think of this until after I've been playing the game for a while, and this is a huge thing that is not in the manual. And mm. that's crazy. It's, it's To me, it's simple functionality that needs to be in the manual. But basically, if you just hold B without turbo on, <laughs> important to say, I suppose, in our cases, until you hear a whistle sound cue... Uh, and that lets you know it's you're fully powered up, but it powers your attack up, and when you release it, it drops this big time attack from any of your weapons. This is any of your weapons. What? Yes, Agent One Twenty Seven mentions this is particularly helpful for aircraft carrier and other large ship boss battles. And yeah, it just blows my mind. This is not in the manual, right? What? Yeah. See, the fact that this is not in the manual, I never got to experience this, okay. and that they credited some Paul Biederman in the manual. Right. Like were they were they just gonna? Yes, we they, need to call. Were, we need to call Paul. We need to look up Paul's number right now. <laughs> it, it's almost like it. It's almost like they created the arcade game. They're like, let's make another one. We need another one. They weren't even going to come up with a manual. They're like, uh, can somebody do something? <laughs> Get Some, Paul. Somebody, somebody do something. Fucking Paul. We're required yeah. to have a manual. We can't right. ship the game without somebody do something. Paul. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. Here you want to You want to do? Paul's like, all right. Let me. Paul yeah, you want to dive few deeper minutes. on this? <laughs> Paul does the manual, oh. and they realize there's a bunch of shortcomings with it, and that's why they credit Paul. They're throwing him under the bus. They're not actually crediting him. They're this throwing Paul under fault. the bus. That's why you only see this for Paul. It's because Paul shit the bed, and they want you to know it's Paul's fault. This is Paul's <laughs> fault. If you have any issues, here's the number to the counselors. Yeah, yeah. Call us. Like, yeah. wow. They they foresaw this coming. Right, yeah. Well. Yeah, that was just that number is disconnected now because Paul's fucking fired and it went <laughs> it went straight to Paul's desk. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Yeah, I cannot believe. I, yeah, that's man. pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, about not ever having turbo on uh, in a general sense, but employing this, it does. It is visibly different when you do it. It does like a a visibly different deal. And honestly, it's it. I wish I had known about it the whole time, and I wish it was something that I felt more encouraged to employ and, and, and wasn't so dependent on always being t- on turbo because what it does is it's the shooter mechanic that we praised Philios for. And we really liked about Philios that you had to make that real fast paced, real time, fast paced decision. Like the, the cost benefit weight to either oh, firing constantly or charging it up and deciding, and deciding how, you know, employing that moment to moment. I think this game's too hard to, to do that though. Uh, yeah. I'm so, like, how do you even do that? Right. During the month? But, and, and, and honestly, maybe that is what really the, the agent is alluding to in that it's most beneficial for the ship boss battle. Cause what it does is it's kind of a persistent shot, I suppose that can kind of pass through things. So you can do damage to all those guns that are in a row you know what I mean? At once, as opposed to just only being able to shoot the front one, you know? Uh, but so again, yeah. 
I'm so it's, mad I'm learning this right now. I, I, I mean, I wasn't even knowing this dude, I, I still I think it's still better and I felt more comfortable using the three-way shot on turbo because there's air cover too, dude. And like, you can't, you need to be, you, I, I I need that like side fire to protect my peripheries. There's always stuff coming at you. Right. You know, so I, again, I mean, if you're really good, it probably is a net positive to be able to employ this on the ships themselves. But I think you gotta be really good at, at taking down that air fire while you're doing that to be able to, to, employ this uh but it, it was interesting to read and certainly worth mentioning here no question hmm. and yeah i didn't do an economic analysis i'm regretting that now but let's move on Commencing Attack 1 theme, I guess. <laughs> and we are talking our playthrough of 1943 on the Nintendo Entertainment System. We cut the system on, or when you do cut the system on, an aircraft carrier is out at sea. Too long to even fit on the screen. Just a pan across it. And the title theme toots up. Text starts popping up next to the aircraft carrier. It reads, In 1943, our main fleet and the enemy's mobile unit have begun an intense battle off the coast of Valhalla Island. As it types those words, the accompanying sound effect is that of an old-school Morse code transmission that you might see in a black-and-white movie. And it's grating, but very appropriate. Uh, so I thought it was a uh, cool addition. Yep. Then two formations of three bombers each come cruising in overhead and blow it uh, to smithereens, the carrier. And we pan across it as it does that. One small fighter plane appears and flies off. And then the text reads, During the battle, we have suffered tremendous losses and lost the carrier hawk nest. You are our only hope. Destroy Totoku. And the plane flies off the deck and we cut to the title screen. Just 1943, real big and white outline, a drop shadow and solid ocean blue accents it. And there's some legalese and option and the option to start or password, two words on password. I don't know why they always did that in old games. I guess passwords weren't a thing yet. That's why. I checked out the password entry screen to see how fucked it was, and the answer is not very fucked. It is indeed only five characters, working with numbers 0 through 9, and the full alphabet, all capital letters. Zero does have a line through it, and that's the only possible bullshit error you could make if you're being <laughs> responsible when jotting your shit down in the memo area of the manual. So, golf clap, Capcom. Between this and the Mega Man 2 password matrix system, if you remember that, uh, it's pretty clear cut to me that Capcom is the industry leader in password system ideation here on the NES years, for sure. For I sure. Think. For sure. They did it right. Going to start here, uh, we cut to the plain PowerPoint distribution screen that has its own dedicated banger menu track. Again, we have three to work with here at the beginning, and what did you go with, Jay, for your initial power distribution? So my first thought was, okay, I'm going all offensive power. But really, what I did end up going with was two offensive and one defensive. Although I was very confused, I was very confused 
making that decision because the manual said this was a one-hit death mechanic. So I'm like, how? Like, what does defensive even do? But if it, if it helps me, if I get an extra, you know, hit, I'm, I'm going to go for that. So that's what I did. What about you? I went real basic, bitch, knowing I'll probably be overly conservative with my special attacks, or thinking I would be, I should say. And I dropped a very balanced approach of one on the first three categories. Offensive and defensive powers, and then energy level. I didn't even pay any attention oh, to the special okay. attacks. That opinion would change immensely. Through, Immediately, my, once yeah, I realized. <laughs> in, in my playthrough, yes. So we start with a title card of the fighter on the carrier again. They name that Mission 1. Uh, and then they tell you what your target is. It is Rikaku, and they close that out with "Fight bravely!" two exclamations. And I guess that's a different carrier. They don't really explain that, do they? they you take off of a carrier every time, right? Like, is so, this a person? Like, what are we doing? Uh, yes, I don't know. It's it's. I know it doesn't line up to me. But the plane takes off with a very flamboyant loop de loop, and we are off. So let us talk controls and HUD. The D-pad scoots your P-38 around the screen, as you would imagine. B fires your standard weapon, and A dispatches your special attacks, which is, the manual tells you it is one of the command, lightning, cyclone, or tsunami. And, I don't know, I never really, I don't think I, I don't know how, how, yeah, how do you, exactly. What are we talking about? Yeah, and I'll I'll talk more about this later, again, from reading it from that little short doc I watched uh, of this. That uh, new one I found, but like I one I I didn't even learn or think to use this until much later, and two I don't know how you could change it, and I don't know if it's I don't know I don't understand this at all. It all seemed right. to do just one thing, right? When I had it available, and lightning, and like so. I don't know if that if it it's the same. Th- I mean, because you know. I don't know if there's a cyclone or a tsunami. There'd probably be lightning anyway. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what to make of any of that, you know. Uh, yeah, but when you, you know, the way this works, I guess, is you hit it and, like, there's lightning everywhere on screen. And you would find it, it won. And see, here's the thing, too. Like, cause a, if, you used, if you do A and B together, it executes what it calls the defensive loop. And But that also does it at the same time. Right, exactly, and like I kind of felt like this was all one thing to me that I didn't really understand any of it. Yeah, you know? yeah, and like I guess I, I would guess it's associated with the special attack. But when you do the special attack, it like freezes the enemy for a second, and they aren't able to fire. And one learning to use that tactic, tactically in boss battles in particular is critical for some of them. So you really need to know to engage that and to keep it in your keep it of mind in your repertoire of or your arsenal, you know. Uh, and again, I didn't think to do that until much later than I should have. Uh, but yeah, this this whole area very fuzzy and like I don't understand how you change those. I did never don't think I ever did the defensive loop because you if you you only, you have a finite number of those special attacks. So if you I if 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 hitting A and B doesn't use one, which I think it did, but if it mm-hmm. doesn't, and you can actually do that, that's fine. But if you fuck it up, you are using a special attack when you don't want to. And that's insane. So you're never going to do this defensive loop. And if you're doing a special attack, you don't need a defensive loop. Because yeah, I, everything's going to freeze. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> like for that boss mission three, I was trying to do defensive loop. But the minute I ran out of special, I can no longer do that loop. So I was like, 
Okay, so why, yeah, why I didn't, am I even using this loot? I like, didn't even think is... defense test that. Oh, yeah. yeah, so okay, so I was then, stuck. Yeah. I couldn't okay. even use it after that. So it was like, why? This yeah, is pointless. That's. I so, might as well just use my special when I need the special, and pretty much that was use. I was using it to stay alive. You know, early on, I was able to like kind of hit a ball, save it for a balls. But I was often just trying to like, ah, there's so much stuff going on. Oh, I got to stay alive. I would never yeah, use them in the no. stages. I would just save scum because I know I knew. I knew I would need them at times, especially ladder bosses. I knew mm. I would need them at times to have any shot of beating some of those mm. bosses. So yeah, I would never burn them in, in stage. I think it was three. I think you get three per yep. respawn is, is what I was best able to gauge. Yep. Other than that shit, the, the basic controls though... And I'd expect nothing less of Capcom, but it, it all felt very good to me. I have zero bad things to say about responsiveness or hitboxes or any of that shit. It all just felt very good to me. So I don't have anything bad to say about any of that. Uh, but yeah, that special shit was very confusing to me. And the HUD is very non-invasive in that there isn't one. And I commend them for that as well. You have your score in the top left. Uh, very contrasting to ocean background white characters uh, with orange drop shadow. And then your energy is denoted in the bottom right with the letter E and a three-digit number that begins, for me, at 63. And I didn't understand uh, <laughs> until later that that what the energy level thing does is increase that max. I didn't get that either. This <laughs> is, uh, whatever. But yeah, this number goes up as you increase that level. And that's critical to know and fucking be strategic about as well. And you get like when you get hit, it drops like it's it's fuel and energy. I guess is maybe needs to be specified. Like that drops continuously at a slow rate, and then when you get hit, it drops it in big chunks. You know, so there's like this dual thing. It's kind of I always think of River Raid as the the comp for me that your fuel is always dropping. Logically, of course, mm-hmm. but your fuel is always dropping. So it is a system you are constantly managing and 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 keeping aware of uh and again i didn't realize this until much later but you once in a boss battle your energy can drop to zero and you don't die did you ever notice that that's a question to ask oh yeah my energy was at zero right right okay right all right just making sure uh yeah so yeah but if you drop to zero in the normal play you die so i think that's very interesting and like i it it reads to me Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think anyways. I guess I never maybe maybe I didn't hit zero out in the huh. out in the main area or I never let myself do it. But in the boss battles it's interesting cuz it hit, it hits zero and then if you get hit again you die. But you can you can hit and stay oh, alive at zero. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I encountered that early on and kind of was like, "Okay," and wanted to make sure I had enough energy, but then I quickly like stopped caring about that because I realized that whole boss thing. I don't know. I, it it seemed like something that was important early, and then I something that I faded to the background, and I kind of ignored. Okay. And yeah, maybe I mean that's the reason why. Because I, I yeah, don't think no, I spelled it out like you did. Though. I would I wouldn't describe it that way. I would say I just accepted the reality that I couldn't stockpile enough energy and keep my weapons where I needed them to be to go into boss battles and and be sure that I would have enough energy yeah. to last like you out. which one I'm, I'm picking my, my right weapon precisely stuff. so yeah what it, what it, I guess the the simplest boiling down uh our reduction of it is to say that 
if you want to have a weapon that can offensively deal with those boss battles in a manageable way, you had to accept you were going to play a one-hit death flying shmup for the boss That's battles. right. That's right. Because I do recall having a certain amount of energy, and then when I when I got hit, it was like, oh, man, getting hit drops that. Like, oh, that sucks. You know? <laughs> like, right. For sure. Like, I need, I need to keep that up, potentially, for the boss fight. So I can get hit. Because I was very confused about that. That was not... Yeah, no, it's not. Again, it's not like one of those things you figure out as you play. Like, wait a minute, so that's how that works? Okay. Right. No, and and there's a ton of that, yeah. A lot of these things, like, I'll probably have on more than one occasion through this episode, I'm sure, and you'll never uh, see any of this happen as a listener, but Jay and I will experience it. I will start reading something, this long passage I might have had about these realizations mid-game that I'm thinking to talk of as we talk through the manual and opening here that are going to get cut out of the actual edit of the podcast. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's all these things in this game, yes, that you don't aren't explained to you up front, and you have to figure out as you play. And that's not great, perhaps, um, as far as like the documentation design goes. Again, fucking Paul. Everything. It's all Paul's fault. Everything. We didn't I didn't it didn't occur to me, but it's all Paul's fault. <laughs> Paul, let us astray. Okay, so this first mission, Target Rakaku, is uh it's open ocean for all of this. They do a, a, a lot of the background to keep it visually varied. Uh even here though, there's some great looking cloud cover at times. And there's uh, you get to parts where there's naval vessels down below that are just window dressing. You can't interact with them, you know, but you can see them. So to me, it, they do a good job of conveying, it's just world building. They do a good job of conveying that you are up high here, approaching something. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to the second part of these levels, you descend to interact with these boss ships or these lower boss bombers or whatever they might be. And they do a good job of conveying that, I think, uh, which was cool to me. So the enemies here on the first stage are coordinated squadrons of little planes doing, to me, all I could think of was Galaga, these Galaga attack formations, uh, all of the, they're all one shot takedowns and they do, you know, they'll like fly in in formations of like three or five and they kind of like, some of them fly down at an angle and then swoop back up or fly in at a uh, kind of like a flying V formation. There's all these different formations that, that these planes take throughout the game but it all felt very galaga to me as far as the grunts go and their flight patterns and the way you have to deal with them and shit so yeah it felt very galaga very zevious to me i'm like i've, I've seen this before hmm. and then they also introduce there's a, a a different type of bigger planes that take multiple hits here and one of them releases bigger or not bigger but little planes that are very similar to the grunts, but they fly at these kind of like random ass mosquito patterns that are just kind of flying around circling and trying to, trying to in circles rather trying to kind of murk up the, the play environment. Um, and then and a cool thing about these two, there's just, they, they do so many, I was shocked at how they're all just world war two planes, you know, and uh, for and all intents and purposes, but I think they did a really good job of, giving of having a varied subtle a subtle variance to them that kept you thinking and kept you dealing with new real-time problem sets as you played like the some of these these bigger planes will persist after you blow them up and then now they're just dead sticks that uh, you have to deal with in the way you're going to deal with the next thing that's flying on the screen, you know. Uh, not all of them do that though. Some of them release bigger planes or some of them release little little planes rather. Some of them 
do that thing where they have they go up and down and you can't always shoot them you know because when when they're when they're lower so they just did a, a good job of adding variance to what could have been very basic cookie cutter stuff you know i thought they did a good job of, of varying that up to me so i was i was pleased with that and yes immediately i have notes here about overshooting pow pickups at times uh, and the way these work, and I guess we didn't explain this, but yeah, the way it works, like they appear as the POW, you start shooting them. I think they go weapon first and then they alternate to a fuel pickup and then they go back to a weapon or no, I think it starts with fuel rather. It starts with the fuel thing. It go- then goes to a weapon after like, it's like, and there's like three shots, maybe but two or three shots between each one of these steps, but it goes fuel weapon, fuel again. Weapon again, and then it goes back to fuel and kind of dies at that. You can't shoot it anyway. It, won't, it will neither move anymore. And that's worth saying, too. We haven't said that. Each time you shoot it, it does move a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't stay in the spot. So each time you shoot it, it moves. So that, that's a whole system, too. That, like, later game, part of the, that juggle thing we talked about is not just changing it to what you want. It's... Keep it, just keeping it on the screen so you don't scroll it off or it doesn't get scrolled off by the auto scroll. Like you're not even. Because you're dealing with stuff flying. Yeah, there's just so much to deal with that, like. You might just miss it. Right, exactly. And yeah, like you, you know, even especially like, you know, you'd get the weapon, once you get your weapon, your special weapon time limit up high enough, you're able to thankfully deprioritize a little bit the pickup of a new weapon thing. So you can kind of just, like, you know. You can just kill them. You can kill these these pickups as the fifth thing as fuel, you know, and you just, but you want your fuel to tick down as much as possible before you do that. So you're like, you're just killing them and like basically juggling maybe two of them at once while you're killing everything on screen and just keep moving them up until they stop entirely as a fuel thing. And like, it's just, it's just, there's just so much to deal with mentally, you know, and that uh, is both to its credit and to its frustration, I think. Uh, but immediately this stuff was, was becoming apparent to me that this would be like a whole deal in this video game. Oh, for sure. Just coping with these these pickups and, and, and getting them to be what you wanted. So, yeah, so once I finally figured out, the first thing I got was that shotgun and realized uh, the, yeah, the kind of the, the, the shortcomings and the advantage of that, basically. Once I was able to get a fucking power up and that shotgun and kind of saw how it worked and understood how important the special weapons were, I just restarted. And I redistributed my points. <laughs> the, the opening starting point. I basically I was like, I don't give a fuck about offensive defensive power. I need to increase the time limit uh, and and the weapon with those first three points. So basically, I immediately saw the importance of this and started weighting my upgrades towards that special weapon stuff uh, right here in the first stage to the point of, again, starting over. So that was okay. funny to me that it was like a, such a jarring realization that I was like, oh, I just need to back the fuck up <laughs> and reapproach this. doing this incorrectly. <laughs> right, right. And then, yeah, the end of the stage happens, for me anyways, it was very abrupt. Like, you're like, the, the foreground sprites just disappear, leaving ocean background, and some text pops up that reads, Visual contact with the surface forces confirmed, commencing attack. I thought I died. I thought, like, you there's did? no punctuation <laughs> in the text, so it's, you know, kind of confusing. And yeah, it took me way longer than I'd prefer to admit to understand what the hell was happening until the next stage starts, basically. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you 
you know, like what killed me? What the hell? Yeah, I thought it was like a death message, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're just approaching the final attack. Right, and that's why, I, and like, I, it took me again. I went way further in the game before I realized that this would be this like repetitious structure to yeah. this. You like you play this kind of dogfight level at or dogfight area at a. Uh, higher area. altitude yep. yeah and then you move into this lower deal where you'll have it's kind of like a shorter a, a, sh- a rather short relatively short boss approach and then the boss battle itself happens in that second part and every yep. level is structured that way uh so yeah so you move into the second part you get uh i don't think it gives you any text or prompting but you, you start this new area and there's no interludes or anything and here the water looks different and I, they did such a good job of that too there's all this effort to make you feel that altitude change. And even in the two different altitudes throughout the game, all the different missions, they do things to change that up and make it feel different, you know? And there's just more attention paid to that than I would expect of a 1988 NES shmup. Or maybe even I thought that was capable, you know? So again, aesthetically, I think Capcom did an incredible job of everything you could ask of visually of a 1988 NES flying shmup, you know? And as much as I criticize these, I wanted to take the time to fucking point that out, that I think they did, there's more effort. Like, part of the problem with shmups is how fucking just, they don't, they're just spitting them out. They just, it's just the same thing, reskin. They don't put any effort. They did everything possible, I think, to make this, Everything that a game like this could be on the NES well, in 1988. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't go that. Except far. for the manual. Except for Paul. Paul, Paul <laughs> can't blame like, I wouldn't Capcom's go that Paul. far, but I would say, like it, they did a good job of differentiating the the dog fight with kind of the wave view of the water versus still blue, solid background boss approach. Kind of right. It, it varied the feel, so I, right. I do appreciate that for sure. Agreed. And you do indeed quickly encounter a couple of battleships with deck cannons. You had better prioritize dispatching between the dogfighting or you'd be up shit creek in bullet hell. So yeah, you have to like, this is... These boss battles, man. I mean, we talked about you like, yes, you're constantly dealing with the air fire. Like that, it, that's simple enough and sound, whatever. But like, god damn, I've never, I don't know if I've ever, that's the thing too. That's why I like this is like, those different systems... The juggle of that, I've never, I don't, I don't feel. That's again, that's why I liked Felios, is because like you're you're presenting this like dual, this bifurcated problem set, and like I think that is another um, positive thing about this game is that like the juggle between those two things, the different ships have to be dealt with differently, the way you deal with the air cover for the different types of ships is different. And I don't know. I just really enjoyed that. I really, I really enjoyed having to like, and knowing it and like, it, it, that's like, that's the thing too. Once you figure out the math problem for these skinny ships with the one line of guns and you know that like, once you see that ship, I know what that ship's like. I know what that ship is going to be even on the part that hasn't scrolled on the screen yet. You know what I mean? So I know what I have to do. I know I need to go up on these one line ships and just fucking get my gun right up on top of the fucking that gun in front of me and literally just keep my plane right on top of the gun as the next one blows up and move up to the next one and like just waste that one line shipped because I know I'm going to be able to do that fast enough where that's the best way to do it and then as long as I have a three-way shot 
any planes that come on, on screen while I'm doing that will be taken care of. And there's not going to be any ship side fire that gets past those defenses. Like I learned that early on. And every time I saw one of those ships, the rest of the game, I had that satisfying knowledge and then like capitalizing on that existing knowledge of being able to employ it reliably. And like mm. what I hate about shmups is the randomness of it. The, the you just die. Cause I just don't, this shit's happening. And like, I don't have anything dependable happening here. And it's just random action and responsiveness. And you hope it works out. Hope the RNG works in your favor. Like with these moments of, reliable strategy to me are good <laughs> and they make it fun for me, you know, uh, that it's less random. And I felt like even, even here in this first boss battle, uh, I learned that. I don't, I don't even know how to respond to all that. To me, this was such an easy boss. I just dominated it and move on. I was just sure. Like, sure. Okay. Yes. No, of course. Right. I'm not Let, saying it's hard. I'm not saying <laughs> it was hard. I'm simply saying that like what I learned, I guess my, I guess really the, the, the quicker point <laughs> perhaps is that what I learned here was useful to me the rest of the game. Later on. Yeah. And that to me is a satisfying thing that I don't think a lot of shmups give you, you know, the way, cause there's two. There's a twofold potential problem with it. If you just give me the same boss again, that's repetitious bullshit, and that's not any fun. But the way this game did the mixing and matching of battleships, and sometimes seeing ships as like part of the approach and not necessarily the battle. Like it's just they kept they varied all that shit up and like found ways to let me satiate that satisfying strategy that I've developed for these ships in different ways throughout the rest of the experience, you know, and that is good. And with, and, and do and accomplishing that without being just boring, repetitious, same boss battles every time. You know what I mean? So that's a cool to me job, I think uh, with uh, a bullet hell game like this. So these ships are protected by formations of the green grunt planes that we saw in part one. Yeah. They changed their formations a little bit. So like there's just so many different ways that those grunts get thrown at you throughout the game that like I was, I, it's kind of like, what was it? There was there was a game, maybe Fester's Quest it was, where I was like, I can't believe they're able to like keep coming up with new shit for us to deal with that that I don't think it was Fester's Quest. Fester's Quest wasn't as that but there was some game I remember just being like blown away by like, I can't believe they're able to keep it different in every one of these stages. And there's just not some sort of regurgitation of the same thing over and over and over again. Particularly considering how long the game is. Like, I always felt like every stage gave me something a little different. It's the same, sure, it's the same green fucking plane. But, like, it's coming at me different. And I have to deal with it differently. Oh, yeah, you know. Sure. So that, to me, is kind of wild. That as long as this game can, turns out being, which I look forward to, we haven't discussed that yet, I was surprised that they were able to do that. So after you blow up the ships, things go, or sorry, before you get to them, yeah, you, you have that, you mentioned it, but we didn't really talk that out. Like you have that, you, you see the waves as you're going through the, the approach part, and then you get to the actual boss battle, and it gives you that moment of calm that you want, the boss battle approach. You get that feeling. And yeah, everything, the waves fade away, and the blue background, it, it turns to just essentially a blue void, you know, uh, which is interesting, because um, it, it kind of, the other things are so dedicated to or the other backgrounds are so dedicated to world building like real in quotations for an nes world building that like the idea that you get to the boss battle and like now the water isn't discernible at all it's just totally calm See, you're 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 looking at it that world building i no, i'm looking at it like they give you more busy background stuff to like keep your eyes like oh shit <laughs> more stuff to for like i throw you off your game but here it's like no 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 Focus. focus okay boss only like if you if you add too much stuff to the boss screen on it especially here it's like 
it may be too much. That's true. And they, yeah, the only time this game slows down is during boss battles because it does get murky for sure. So it may have been a, a, an entirely a technical decision. That's that's entirely true. I, <laughs> I, I, I will I will vibe with that for sure. Because, yeah, it, it does get fucking messy in these. And having wave backgrounds, in addition to all the bolts flying around, probably would just make it visually oh my gosh. Uh, worse to deal with. <laughs> so that's a good point. But I was able to add to role play it and, and, and uh, give meaning to that. So yeah, so the, so the actual boss is a much huger battleship. Uh, maybe you can see one third of it at most on the screen at one time. And it putters up to you. You have to go mano a mano with it. And it has two huge cannons on the bow, i.e. front of the ship. And another three on the stern, i.e. back half. As well as a command tower in the middle with four tiny cannons on each corner. And all of these take multiple shots to frag, of course. So Jay, yes, this allows us a moment to talk about this. Bow, stern, port, starboard. Let's do it. Let's internalize them and impress friends and family forevermore by knowing the what and why of these nautical terms, shall we? Uh, do, well, I guess maybe I, I should ask, do you know them offhand? No. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I don't either. And for some reason, it's super hard to remember. But after this, Jay, that will no longer be the case, I assure you. Uh, so I'm from Ohio. I didn't live on a, grow up on a boat. I, I live near the lake. So, actually, I, would, I did uh, some. Your lake. Your some, lake. Some I'm quasi boat. But, Columbus. yeah. Columbus. Yeah. A, a little dinghy boat that you might take onto Lake Erie. Doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to know these terms in order to. Uh, <laughs> navigate. Yeah, to, to navigate and, 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 and do all the nautical things. But, anyways, the bow is in front of the boat. Stern is back. That's pretty simple. The port is the left side of the boat. Starboard is the right side of the boat. What the hell kind of name is Starboard? What? Crazy ass terms, right? Why there, they just there are that? reasons for starboard. all of this, Jay. There are reasons for all of it, and it makes all so much fucking sense. But explain. <laughs> so yeah, so so here is the why. Why do these ludicrous words exist? Sure. As the port and starboard never change, here's one reason. These are the why uh, they exist at all. And then we'll get into the how they came to be. But the why is the port and starboard never change. So they are unambiguous references of a mariner's orientation. And as a result, mariners use these instead of left and right to avoid confusion. So if you were in a big-ass boat and you're in one room at the fucking ass backwards of the boat and you're facing the back of the boat, talking to someone facing the front of the boat, I shouldn't have to explain anymore. If you say left, we have a problem. <laughs> Your left, my left, sure. Okay, now add the complication of potentially having bombs blowing up around you and it's loud it's fucking scary it's fucking confusing it's all these things you can't be talking about did you say my or your left like that's not you don't have time for that so you need very discernible words both in just the way your mouth moves the way you might hear them everything they need to be wildly different terms to, so everyone always knows what the fuck we're talking about because people are dying. So it makes total sense in that regard. That's one reason. And get into like the reason for the words. So in the past, ships would have rudders on their center line and they were controlled using a steering oar. So most people are right-handed. That's always been the case, right? So back then... If you have oars over here on the right-hand side to help the right-handed people mostly, how would you dock the boat? Oars are in the way. You wouldn't be able to get up to the fucking dock. So there needed to be a dock side of the fucking boat, the port boat. 
or the port side of the boat. It is the side of the boat that would get up against the port for you to get in and out of the fucking boat. So that's the port side. And then the side with the, with the oars is the starboard side. Star- Which I guess I didn't read is this. A board? Like B O A R D? Correct. Correct. Starboard? Right. Yes. So for this reason, most of the seafarers were calling the right side as the steering side which later was known as the starboard. And the word starboard is the combination of two old words. Steor, meaning steer, and that's S-T-E with an accent O-R, and then board, B-O-R-D, meaning the side of a boat. So steer, side of boat, right? I also, I was sitting there saying this out loud and I hadn't thought about it when I was fucking cooking these notes up, but like, starboard's also, like if if this is the side of the dock, that's probably the side you can see the stars on, too. <laughs> so it makes sense on multiple levels uh, in my mind. But, yes, as I described, the left side is called port because that's where the fucking uh, part that would have to get up against the port. Another reason the why the left side of the, the is port is because it sounds different from starboard for the reason I was just describing. You know, sailors were calling uh, the left side larboard uh, originally, which was easily confused with starboard, and that was problematic. So they yeah. switched. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, And also, here's an easy mnemonic device. And this is why you'll never forget again, Jay, after hearing this. The easy mnemonic device is that both port and left have four letters in them. Right has more than four letters. Ergo, it is starboard. And port has four letters. And so does left, and the ergo, those two uh, go together. So if I'm ever on the sea steering a ship now, you'll know. You'll know. Next time you're at your (laughs) yacht club. Fucking event for with Bill, uh, <laughs> you'll be able to impress him with your nautical knowledge, nice. as as will all our listeners. The battleship, like you said, is totes easy though, and I was all the way down to eight remaining units though, even with it being easy when I sunk that baby. And like, you know, I don't know that. <laughs> I guess it just speaks to what we already kind of talked about. Like, energy will always be a problem. It's always going to be a problem. And it persists, too. I didn't expect to see that, but it persists to the next level. When you start the next level, if you only had eight without the score tally, like, we'll get into it here, but there's you know, it gets added at the end of the level. But it's not like you just go back to full on the next stage. Like, if you drop all the way down, that's not ideal. It would be great to finish a level with more energy than zero, for sure. It would be That's helpful. That's me out. I was like, <laughs> bummed me That's out, so, too. Like, come on. Yeah, it man. bummed me out, too. So after you take out that final stern side cannon, our view quickly pans back to the middle, and the explosion animation shit starts all over the deck, then winds up with some gray matter flying out from the tower. And I didn't learn this until later, but that can fucking kill you, so you better make sure you're nowhere near it. Oh, yeah, that yeah. definitely killed me. And I yeah. was like, what, what the, the fuck <laughs> Yeah, man, this is all arcade design, like leftover energy, like, oh, better pop another quarter in. <laughs> right? like, yep. Give us another quarter is here in spades for sure. I agree. I agree. Then our plane flies off victorious and we cut to a really cool mission debriefing screen with a celebratory little ditty. And here we are treated with some dope pixel art of what looks more like an air- aircraft carrier than a battleship, but whatever. There are flames and smoke spewing up from the deck, and it looks like the ship is having a very bad day. <laughs> they even I even like they they pepper in some light animation to the artwork. It's not just static. It's got flashing little yellow pixels in the flames here and there to, you know, accent the ablaze nature of it. And there's a bunch of copy here too. And this copy reads Mission One Clear, Rakaku, 
sink the ship. <laughs> and then it gives you a destructive rate. And I love it. I fixated this on this so much. It's such an awesome stat. But it's basically how much shit you blew up in the stage uh, to give you like this, uh, the completionist replayability, you know, and that was a cool decision, I think. And then you're given a clear bonus. In this case, it's 50,000 points. And then it, it, really, I didn't, it took me a while to understand what this meant, <laughs> but it says charged energy, 40 count. And that's basically just what it's going to give you. And I think maybe this is a derivative of some sort of calculation of your destructive rate. Maybe, I don't know, I'm not sure. But you get, basically this is how much energy it's going to give you for the next stage, in addition to whatever you had left. So again, that's where it matters how much you have left. If you have eight instead of zero, you'll now have 48 starting the next level instead of just 40. And that's obviously better, so. Uh, that is explained to you here. You watch it count down, and then it says RRR, 3,000 points. No fucking idea what that is. <laughs> and then, yes, it also has your main energy here, too, so you can see it count uh, towards that. After the I two. Paid, I paid zero. In, I paid zero attention to the screen. Oh, really? All the time. Every time I was just. Every time I was done, I was just like, ah. Oh, so, so happy. Finally, I'm done. Like, I did not even care about the screen. <laughs> well, there's useful energy there, or useful information, I should say, rather, uh, about energy, I guess is why I uh, had that Freudian slip. After the tune winds down, that charged energy number is added to the energy meter. And then, yeah, I was like, so this is where I learned about the max thing. Like, your max is 64. So if you did have 20 more than 24 left over, like, that's another thing to think, too. That's what I was saying about, you, you know, you, you want to let it count down before you pick up even to max out in the stages. Like, you don't want to waste shit. So, like, if you accumulated so much energy that you finish a stage where your, your fucking added energy is going to be hit you at your max or get you to your max and then beyond, you essentially wasted a pickup that you could have devoted towards your weaponry by mm-hmm. doing that. So it's just, it's just more fucking... Uh, high level math problem shit to be thinking about at all times and dealing with, uh, not to have waste. <laughs> I don't want to be thinking about math while I'm doing flying smacks. Too much. Too much. It's ridiculous. So then we move on to mission two, target Kaku. And you have some carrier takeoff sequence shit just before, which presented the question in my mind. If you're taking off from an aircraft carrier each time, why don't these pricks top off your petrol? before you leave right losers right assholes man it's in line with <laughs> it, it to me is what it made me think of is and you didn't play metal gear but the when you when they drop solid snake off in the jungle at the beginning behind enemy lines all he has in his pack is a pack of cigarettes a pack of smokes <laughs> it's just like you know i don't know like uh what fuck, are we doing here? Yeah, right. Well, how fucking fucked up is that? That like you don't like even vaguely do your best to equip this individual. Right. I'm like, is this a real life issue where they're just like, this is all we got? Like, you know, <laughs> right. Big right. ass. Maybe, but not know. on a carrier. You know. And right. again, if if you went back to like, I could like, if we're not taking off from a carrier and we just have to keep going, then okay, I'm in your story. Like the the carrier got blown up. He's on, that's why this is so epic is he, he's on this right. nonstop mission where he has to find ways to refuel himself. He has no support, whatever. But if I'm taking off from a fucking carrier, you can't convince me there's no fuel there. You just can't, <laughs> you can't do it. Uh, there's just no fucking way. Uh, they do suggest that we fight bravely again though. So there's at least, they give you a pep talk at least. That's what, oh, well, thanks, that's, guys. yeah, yeah, that's a huge that's help. It's worth something. Yes. 
And here, this the, again, I, I know I'm maybe fixing this background shit, but they do. It's just, it's so good. I think there's just so much effort here that I was able to add story to. The water background here has these orange pixels in it, which I immediately interpret as sunset shimmer on the water. You know what I mean? So it's, you're progressing through days here. And later there is water that looks, that I was able to discern as night because there's like this shadowy gray speckling in but it. That, but that, that's fair because also on the stage when, when the clouds come in, the cloud is orange. Right, they're huge. Right, exactly. Well. So yeah, it matches so up. That's what I mean. Like, right, exactly. And 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 in the stages that are night, the clouds have like the gray stuff in them too, to suggest it's darker, even on the, even with the clouds. So yeah, it's just so I at think at least they put some thought there. That's yeah, good. I think I think again, I just think it's far above and beyond Zevi, like Zevius, dude. Come on, Zevius looks like fucking. It's there's nothing. Uh, no effort at all for any of these things we're describing. So I think it's crazy to put those things in the same sentence. Uh, but um, yeah, very cool. A lot of the same grunt planes and formations here. They do have a new big boy plane. That is the one I mentioned of the ascending and descending mechanic. Uh, it's and they communicate that just by making the sprite bigger and larger. Sure. But like you can read that what they're, what the plane's doing there. And yeah. um you can't really tell for sure, but yes, I interpret it as it can't take fire when it's down low. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. the same way. Yeah. That's what it's got to be. Right. <laughs> uh, so after a minute or so of firefighting, you get what felt like a mini boss type moment. A large green plane, uh, just a bit bigger than the previously encountered big boy planes, flies in and does this casual back and forth pattern and t- continuously spews off smaller planes. And they would do this. I didn't realize it was this was like a mechanic of this. Oh, wait, no, that's that's three. But they would do this in the bomber levels for sure, more of this, where you just have these sequences, these mini-boss kind of sequences where it's just all bombers, and they come in, and there's, there's like a squadron of bombers that is going to be accompanied oh, yeah. by what would be the boss bomber later, you know? And that that's, again, a cool, just more thematic fucking shit going on than you'd get from a, 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 um, a shmup. This game, this game amounts to me, and particularly when I saw those those green ships come in that you just referenced. When I saw those, same thing with the ship when with the big carriers that come in, the boss for the first one. It's how quickly can I shoot this thing down? Like when it starts creeping in the screen, like I don't care. Like I'm on it fast and immediately because I don't know what it's going to shoot at. Right. I don't know what it's going <laughs> right. to drop yeah. on me. Yeah. I don't know what, how, what kind of ships are going to come out of it, but I'm on it immediately. Yep. That's, that's the game. Yep. Yep. For sure. And that's why I think that is why the, that bomber is such a hard boss is because that doesn't oh do anything gosh. for you. You know, uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a tough, tough hurdle in this game. Uh, so you do the descent animation at the end and are fed the exact same text about the surface communication immediately after and you move into part two. And I would come to this the first time with very little energy left and die almost immediately chasing after an energy tank pickup, funny enough. And I that's allowed me to experience the game over stuff and cut the title screen where you can continue. And I did so, try to continue, and it restarts you back on the mission start with 64 energy. Uh, your score is reset, so you lose that progress, but otherwise you just start the stage. So mm-hmm. and I think those are unlimited. You can do those as many times as you want. So that's how the continuing shit works. My second time through, I got a new power-up shot where I had the shotgun spread fire, but the yeah, the two phase, this is where I first got the upgraded 
level of it. And that was like, oh my God, <laughs> such a breakthrough. I was not there yet. I was okay. not there yet. Okay, see, <laughs> so yeah, I, I had it here. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, comparatively, it is just absolutely decimating of an attack, uh, wasting anything you're actually targeting, but also doing a fantastic job of giving you cover fire on the sides, you know? So just a really, really uh, nice thing. And yeah, I would like, I would latch on to this longer. I would, I, I would, I, it was such of like a, oh my God, this is good that I had like a terrible fear of trying anything else out, including that three-way shot. I didn't get into the three-way shot probably way later than I should have because of my perceived mm-hmm. affinity of this discovery. <laughs> See, I, I didn't get that yet. That was on mission three. But okay. for me, I found the extra offensive point here, one of those oh, flower yeah. I seeds. Didn't, I didn't find it yet. Yeah. And so I found that and I put it in offensive power. So I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, I got four in offensive power. I'm feeling, feeling, feeling great now. And so I go in, visual contact confirmed. I'm ready to like do that descent. And then at this point, like it was, it was getting so crazy. I was just like, I, I maybe I'll try the NES advantage. Maybe I'll try that. Okay. You know, because it, it was getting so crazy to me at that point. Still, so you didn't get to the two. So you didn't get to the bomber. Okay. Not even three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm on because I'm looking back at my notes. I'm like, no, no. Point three. Point mission two is where I, where this happened. And then I'm like, all right, turtle, yeah, man, I, can't, have I can't get a connect. I can't leave trying to play this game without turtle. That's crazy. NES advantage. Dude, I was sitting here like, like it was. <laughs> Your hand had hurt so Dude. bad. My hand would hurt. My hand would hurt from holding the button so hard as long as I did. Dude. Having to do <laughs> that's fucking impossible. I was so angry. I was just like, I just, I just can't. I got, I got to do something else. I got to do something else. So at this point, NES advantage, and I'm restarting. Justifiably so. Uh, I just had a, <laughs> I had a huge interaction last night on Twitter about this. Some guy, one of the dudes I fucking follow, posted something about. He's like. It's like it's just like kind of it's asking out into the ether. He's like he had posted a picture of the NES Advantage in, in, in a box, and he's like, "Did anyone actually use this?" Like I had two friends that had it, but it just sat around collecting dust. And I'm like, "What the fuck kind of insane life choice is that? What are you talking about? Who had one and didn't use it? That is nuts to me. That is bad. That is fucking bananas. Like it's such." There's so much going on. The variable turbo control is crazy and useful. Like, because there are games we talk about, like Mega Man. Remember when we, Mega Man, you didn't want your turbo all the way up. You wanted, like, this, because of the, just the pacing of the bullets, you wanted, you could, like, if you turned it up too high, they wouldn't go far enough on the screen, you know? So there was, like, this sweet spot of, like, letting the bullet travel far enough before you start your next shot that you wanted. And like having that kind of control is just, see that, see, that's the thing I had, I tried all kind of controller type things and controller peripherals, but I did not have the NES advantage itself, but also at the same time, I did not, I don't know that I would have wanted it because the arcade stick to me was inferior to the NES control pad. Like give me like I was so much better at like gaming and platforming and stuff with that. Like whether it was Mario, Mega Man, that. Like you could give me the NES advantage and I would look at it like now I gotta go with the stick and it's it's not as like yeah you do that at arcade. But at this point, like if if I actually had the NES, oh oh man, give me that. Like when I was playing it. You know, so I, I could see where that person was coming from because I'm like, who, who but had this? And not as an, not as an. I guess, I guess, yeah. If you didn't have it, then you didn't, you didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. There's some probably some trial and error in there, but again, if you have it, and like it's a purchase, dude. It's like that was like a, yeah. it was like forty bucks, like that. 
That's what I'm saying. Like I, I didn't have it, so I can't. Sure, even... but that, but what that's that's my point though. And like, sure, you have the rich kids where whatever it just shows up, and who cares? I don't whatever. Never <laughs> maybe even try it. But like for me, getting that was like it was like I basically I'm I sure I forewent getting the game in that moment to have that happen to my in my life. You know what I mean? So like it was a thing, and for that reason, even as a child, I took the time to engage it and figure it out and uh play with it you know uh because it felt special because it was special because it was equated to a whole new game in my mind you know so yes it took effort and if you didn't exert that effort as a child sure maybe you don't ever discover that but yeah um, i'm like we had different yeah the i the way i hear you talking about the turbo i'm just yeah i did not have that experience that was just yeah, not me <laughs> uh, yeah. different affinity Yep. yeah I, got, I was in the whole thing last night about that, that but here clearly like this game but Triple. this that's what i'm talking about <laughs> And that's why, like, I have to think about this way, this game, the way that I do, because I feel like with the normal implement that you're given to play this game, it's, I don't want to play it. I absolutely (laughs) don't want to play it again. It's fucking hard, dude. It's, I, and I love these types of games. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Super hard, dude. I said, I just told someone last night, I was like, this is like, what was the, the question was, what's the hardest game you played in 2023? And it's 1943. Like the hardest game. (laughs) <laughs> I played 2003, uh, 23 is 1943 for sure. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. There's like T, you know, TMNT up there maybe. Castlevania 3 was up there. Or sorry, played and beat, I guess, was the actual question. Uh, uh, and yeah, okay. 19, 1943 takes the cake for me for sure. Like, and I'll get into it later, but yeah, like part of that is in the basis of, again, something unexpected. That that rug getting pulled out, of, out from under you at the end or what you perceive the end to be uh, is maybe informing that a little bit. But just flat out difficulty even, I think, uh, very, very hard game for sure. So yeah, the boss battle here is a large aircraft carrier and it's got a million guns lining both the port and starboard sides of the ship. Which is which, Jay? The left is the port. Correct. And then three hatches on the deck that continuously spew grunt planes. These can and must also be blown up to stop the flow of the of the planes. Pretty easy peasy. Then it's the same deal. Showboaty loopity loop and then cut to the same point tally screen with the ablaze aircraft carrier pixel art. 100% destructive rate again for me here. And that is a very satisfying feeling that I enjoyed every time I saw it. And it would become uh, more and more sparse as you play the game, of course. <laughs> but when I was able to achieve it, I felt very good. Uh, so I assume you didn't have. Well, you said you had trouble with the stage. Once once you get the advantage going, did you just cook this? Uh, I definitely, yeah, I definitely felt way better after playing the advantage on the stage. Not a problem. Like, okay. it's it's funny watching watching a playthrough now of somebody clearly using the hold down button technique, which is not in the fucking manual. <laughs> like, watching stuff get dis- nuked immediately with one shot, one line. I'm like, I. Like they they beat the boss in like, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. Like yeah. the difference in damage. And and you know, and, and I hadn't thought about it until now, but I bet that the damage that that does, the power shot, is influenced by your offensive power metric. Oh yeah, for sure. So knowing about that and wanting to prioritize it and lean on it in gameplay, also forces you into a decision of whether of prioritizing the upgrade of that relative to your special weapon. So that's an interesting thing too, that if you do use this, that allows you uh, again, just a kind of a different and more autonomy over how you build your plane, uh, particularly initially, you know what I mean? So that's interesting as well. If you know about that, maybe you approach it a little differently with your stats. 
So mission three is target Ayako. And this is another slight change to the background here. It's a night stage, essentially. The, the gray specs I described. Which, in turn, makes the blue feel darker, too. I don't know if it actually is, but just the contrast of it makes it feel darker. So, adding to the aesthetic, this is now a night mission, and uh, yep. I applaud it for that. And, yeah, this is... I, I have a note here that I know the, the answer to now, but I started this level with 66 energy, not understanding the energy level correlation changing your max yet. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? Yeah, I did not understand. So much I didn't understand. Uh, But this stage got pretty fucking wild pretty fast. Uh, I flew unknowingly, mind you, into an island here in the midst of the wild-ass firefighting and the screen cut to the plane upgrade screen. And I didn't even understand that it happened or why it happened. I like, Oh, you I, just ran into it? Yeah, I must have oh, I must have just, so like, funny. created the sprite as I was flying into it. And, yeah, I just, like, I thought the game reset on me at first. Like, I didn't I did not know what the <laughs> fuck was happening. And, yeah, no, this is, like, a secret supply depot or some shit. And it felt, like, once I realized what it was, I was like, oh, man! Like, I had no idea that was going to happen. I assumed up to this point that that initial stat build was just, like, it. You know? Yeah. Until you run into it. Then it's right. like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm going to be able to develop this thing even further. Awesome. Right? So, yeah, a really, really good feeling. Yeah, I, I got lit up by the boss after this and had to go back through this stage again and, you know, was able to kind of, like, feel out that, like, oh, like I knew that happened, so, like, I, I need to make it happen again. I had a general idea where it was, but I didn't remember exactly, you know? So, like, fucking, you know, trying to find it again, then once, oh, seeing the, the bullet stop and make that little ping thing, you know? Like, all that was just, oh, my God, so satisfying. And, you know, finding secret shit in any game, of course, makes you feel good. So, uh, it was just a cool mechanic that I uh, I enjoyed a, a great deal. Yeah, you have to shoot it a few times to make it appear. There's no sound cue, though, and... I I just I don't know. Yeah, there should be something more to draw you into it, I guess, to to make you realize it's happening. Because you're shooting shit everywhere. There's shit happening all over the place. Like until you know you're looking for that, uh, you, I'm sure I probably shot it in the first two stages and just didn't know that I had shot it, and that's so why I skipped over it. You know, the fact that you like looked for it is great. I. Like, through the craziness of kids, I didn't play this with much sound up, so I didn't even know there was a sound oh, cue. Dude. I was just shooting. Capcom, like, you did the music. But, the I'm, music. but I'm, I'm shooting stuff. I didn't really enjoy it that much, uh, the music uh, this time. But the, I'm like, because I often, at this point, had the spread weapon, and we're on mission three now. So this is the first time I actually ever upgraded my spread weapon after we had that discussion. Right. And I went back and looked at the manual again, and I was like, let me actually try to focus on upgrading this and then upgrading. I was like, oh, like... But because I often had the spread weapon, because in my mind, I'm thinking Contra, I'm thinking all the other like flying shmups I know, if there's a spread option, I, I want that. Like It may not be the best, but it's going to be better than most options generally. So I often was just running into these power-ups. So here, I had already, when I run into the the uh, upgrade screen, I already have my offensive power at four, <laughs> defense at two, and I'm like, oh, I, I need that special weapon to last. So I put special, not even last, I'm just like special weapon. So I'm immediately now like adding a special weapon. In the future, I'll add a special weapon like the time too. But my first one here is like, all right, let me, let me. I guess, you know what? Weapon. Talking about it out loud, like, I guess we don't know. It probably is both for the pick up the power-ups that you pick up, but special weapon could also be the power of that special attack, you know? Maybe. Of the 
the A button thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't even think it. Well, I mean, I, exactly. Like, I don't know. There's no way to fucking know because the manual well, doesn't fucking explain it. But but the other but but if it was that, then it wouldn't say the same thing. I know, weapon right, time right, limit, right? You know? Yeah, you would think. You would think, but. Right, that's, like it's got to that, be. That, 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 that's adding an awful. That's giving an awful lot of logical credit to Nintendo game design, NES game design that maybe is not warranted. <laughs> I don't know because I, I put I put points in the time limit and that a did. Well, not the time increase. limit, yeah, no, I, I I don't refute. Obviously, that change that that yeah. is a a visual change for sure. Uh, but the idea that just because it says special weapon and that's supposed to not mean something else, I think is probably giving <laughs> a little more credit than it deserves. Uh, I don't. Know. Whatever the case, another really interesting thing about these fucking Supply Depot deals, when you come out of them, you're coming out right where it's you high. went in. Weapons yeah, high. it's like, you come out. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's a great way to say it. You come out, it, it is fucking, whatever bullshit you went into that in the middle of, you are coming out of it in too. So you better remember what the fuck was... You better not let your fucking mind cool down too much, which is exactly what those things should be. They should be a moment to breathe, too. It shouldn't just be a pickup moment. It should be a moment to, like, oh, oh fucking clear the mechanism for a second and fucking breathe. Maybe even take a piss or something. Like, whatever, you know? Like, and it's not. If you lose the mental track you were on, when you come out, you might be fucked. So it's like, it's like, oh, you got some power. You feel, you feel, you feel good. Ready to come up. <laughs> weapons nope. free. Weapons yeah. free. Fire, fire, right. fire. Like yeah. immediate. So yeah, super fucked up thing. I think that uh, is very uh, hardcore uh, NES video gaming shit to me. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's the perfect thing. You don't like the first couple of times you may not realize that's happening, you know, because whatever, you're not actually in shit when you go in, but the first time you go in, in some shit and, and you come, come back out. Like, out oh. And oh my God. <laughs> Because uh, yeah, generally, like, I save coming out of those. I was like, oh, you know, I'll save coming out of those. So if you're right, not, exa- if you're not yeah. ready, it's like. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's a thing, too, that, like, obviously only save, save scumming presents as a problem. But, yeah, you can save scum yourself into a hole there for sure <laughs> uh, in this game. So that's tough. I found this is where I finally did get the three-way shot for the first time. And, yeah, it is all fast-firing normal bullets. So uh, if, if, here I wrote maybe even more devastating than the combo shot uh, that I'd gotten mm. earlier. I was wrong about that. It's unquestionably so. <laughs> so again, just learning shit as you go. This game is very good at that. As for the enemies here, the grunt flight formations can be very spread out. Uh, and that was interesting too, as opposed to like a tightly packed formations. They were flying out like all across the screen here, you know, spread out, which of course just gives you more ground you have to cover to deal with them, uh, which can be tougher. And the combine those with the new, those big planes that spew grunts, some new little planes that would swoop in and then bank towards the right or left when they match your vertical height on the screen. So just did so many different varied flight patterns uh, again. Uh, felt very hectic, but good hectic to me and uh, made it real tough. This was the first time I was getting the not 100% destructive rate when I finished, you know. So enough to sense. deal with for that to happen. And I got my first Yasashi, Yash Ichi here too the pinwheel pickup mm-hmm. that maxes your energy out according to the manual and so yeah i think i was at level one energy here and my max was 70 or sorry for energy level two my max was 70 so 64 and i don't even know i don't even know if if maybe 60 maybe six maybe it was at five for every energy level I, basically my point i guess here is that i was never able to be sure what the actual system was uh for I just randomly noticed what my max was at different energy levels, you know? So 
Who knows what the actual math is underlying. <laughs> so moving into part two, there is nothing but boss battle action here. There's no bullshit uh, coming up to it all, but it is a huge green bomber with eight guns covering the tail that I'm pretty sure, almost certain, like 99% sure, are indestructible. So you don't want to dick around with them at all, but everything you know about this game to date and maybe video gaming uh, in your life in general suggests that you should be trying to blow those up. So you will spend probably a generous amount of time. Too much first, time. Right. First encountering this, not able to blow it up or make any headway seemingly even because you're trying to blow something up that can't be blown up. And there's no way it doesn't have like a really easily, if any, cue visual or sound that you're not doing any damage to it and that of course sucks so uh that is pretty tough and their fire rate and speed is also fucking pretty tough so this is probably even though it's only level three a top five definitely top 10 boss difficulty or difficulty boss battle in the game even here at stage three uh, just because of, of what you have to do. Oh and gosh. yeah, what, what you really need to be doing is just avoiding that tail entirely and getting shots on the four engines. And I, yes, I played this so many times before I really understood that. And it almost seems impossible because what you really, if you don't have a power up, you have to get in between the tail and the fucking And then you get engine. shot. And you're going to get nailed because you don't have enough. Those shots are moving too fast and yeah. are too coming from too many guns to avoid when you're in that tight space. There's no way, though, so, but... Yeah, there's no way. So you got, you have to have the three-way shot here, in my opinion. You must. Or a um, spread weapon. Yeah, I had the five-way. Right. right. Either way, yeah, some sort of spread thing to fucking be, fire, be able to just like all the way at the edge of the screen, basically, be able to hit both engines, you know? But you know what's um, pissed me off about that? Like looking at this and how long this fight took me. Like, I was swooping, I was using the energy, I restarted, like, I let myself die and continue to start over so I could try to come back with, like, more energy. It, dude, I'm watching a playthrough, and somebody Me just too. came in with the normal, at it right now. The yeah, normal right thing now. and just did the hold down button and was able to just kill it so quickly like it was nothing. Without running around, without swooping, without doing all that, and I'm just, I'm just like, what the like? How I want to curse. How do they do that? I want to yeah, curse this game. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I was a, I was not able to do that for sure. It doesn't seem like your bullets pass through. Yeah, it I guess if you do this, this person, I guess if you do the does. super. They're that's like the super. They're doing the super shot though. So the super yeah, shot. That's see, I mean. that's again not not fucking knowing. Yeah, tough man. Very tough. So yeah, I the first time I did it, and I had one tick left on my weapon timer and four energy left. Just let the the hair of my chinny chin chin, in my opinion. Uh, and yeah, it was just super, super tough boss battle and, and a, a real big impediment to really getting going in this game. Oh my gosh. Um, so much. I, oh, this battle. I do, I do like though, when you, you kill this thing, you shoot it down. When you go to the score tally screen, they change the text from sink a ship to shoot down, you know, that you shot down a plane. So they even acknowledge that your, your mission was different in the, um, mission debriefing, which was cool. So mission four, target Kakushi, part one, water background specs are back to a lighter shade of blue here. So you, you're kind of cycling through this daytime cycle uh, and that's discernible. Uh, I was coming into here with a 40 point bump that uh, to that four remaining energy count after. So this is when I first understood that carryover system and the things were being added. So again, just not understanding everything. And I was able to find another bamboo shoot here to get the upgrade. So then I realized, like, oh, these are probably in every fucking stage. <laughs> so 
Yeah, that's uh, all good stuff. Moving into part two is a quick run through some grunt planes and then one of the smaller support battleships before getting another big boy battleship just like the one at the end of the first mission. Crazy easy, but I this is where I was able to discern and learn about the zeros and your energy meter not killing you thing um, and, and, and learn to kind of start strategizing on that shit, uh, which was nice. Target five is Kaiyushu. And this is where I first was like, uh-oh, is this going to be repetition fest? You start to see mm-hmm. like same shit, different mission number, you know? Um, and as much as I've talked about variants, because of the length of the game, there inherently is some of this feeling, I think. So uh, it's still fun. And, and by now I knew what I needed to do to prioritize things and kind of understood the systems and shit to keep it interesting and enjoyable uh, enough to keep going but this was the first time i was like i started to get like a like a, uh-oh am i am i am i in for like fucking in. some smup shit here you know some, the, the reason i hate smups am i am, am i starting that process uh sunset color palette um here and uh, another power up depot this was the one was a cow icon for me so i wrote it down i'm sure it was a cow to get into the supply depot here so that it's not always a bamboo shoot so random. Yep. And honestly... Because I got cows multiple times and nothing happened. Right. And But that's the thing. And the barrels too. I got a bunch of barrels in the game and never got one. I don't think anyways that was a power buy. But now that I know that you pointed it out, that's in the manual, the flower is just in the power of things too. So this guy is in Who stage knows? four, by the, by the way, have with, the, with, the, with the extra planes on him right now. So fuck this guy. <laughs> and the planes are persistent. They're not flashing. That was just probably slow down that caused really? that. Yes, Maybe so. Then. Watching it, yeah, and I'm trying to tell if they're taking damage, and I he's too good to fucking be having them hit anything, so I can't be sure. But yeah, it's interesting to watch that work. He's definitely much bigger. Oh, dude, and they do two power shots when he's with the extra planes, and, he, and when he does a power shot with two extra planes, it fires two sets of power shots. Uh, and that is, of course, what he's doing a lot. So, fuck, that's probably devastating as fuck. Ah! In boss of stage five here is a huge aircraft carrier with the plane hatches again. And I, you know, this is where I realized that you can control your plane when he's doing the loop-de-loop still. Even, like, the celebratory loop-de-loop, I mean, after you kill the boss. So that's oh, when yeah. I first realized that I could be killed. <laughs> uh, and mission six, target Gan... Gan Ryo, this is Nightwater specs. So I think it's just one, it's just moving through the three different stages, or three different types for each stage, uh, kind of dependably here. Yeah. Another new thing here to further clap back at my shit talking a moment ago about the repetition stuff, the found enemy bombers text pops up halfway through the stage. And then you were subjected, this is where you got that, like a, a squadron of enemy bombers. So something very different that has not happened in the middle of the stage yet happens here. That's kind of interesting. And yes, these planes take up more shots, of course. And uh, it's kind of about because they take more shots and there's so many of them and you're trying to, this is where you really, for me anyways, I really maybe first noticed the juggling thing that we've talked about where like you're trying to juggle what the power-ups are, but there's so many fucking planes that can't be killed in one shot on the screen that you really got to do this movement fucking choreographed dance thing to deal with it all. And like you kind of, you know, they don't offer a ton of offensive threat. But, but coming up behind you is the worst. Man. Yep. Oh for my sure, gosh. For sure. That, that mechanic alone is just an instant like, 
downgrade and play experience. Like, oh, uh, fuck. It's harder so for sure. The so later, the, later when you get the squadrons that come abs- completely, those those slower, whatever. I think they're like biplanes that they slowly come up. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you need to do oh. the thing where like every time to deal with them, you're doing the thing where you have to like learn this like perfect which like the circle to go around them and get behind them you know which is cool that you have to learn that new thing late in the game i think is is to its credit probably but yes they are very frustrating anything coming up behind you because you can't shoot behind you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then yeah so you get there's no boss at the end of this you just have to make it through the bomber gauntlet and i thought that was interesting too that you just have this that was nice no actual a nice little break (laughs) if you call it that yep 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 yeah, and by this point, I'm I'm writing down to keep myself in the second tier shotgun attack at all times, uh, <laughs> with the yeah, yeah with a, a three burger and my special weapon time bar, um, and, and not finding that difficult like prioritizing that because now I'm deprioritizing the energy. Yeah, it's like all right, I'm I'm gonna take it's gonna take one shot to kill me, but yep, let me get as my max power to cover yep. all the planes because at this point, especially like for me, I tried to keep even though I like the three. If I had the the max five, I'm covering so much. Even though yes, it's taking me longer right. to kill some things, I'm making sure all the bullshit stuff to the side is generally taken care of. So it's really it, just the stuff coming up behind me shooting. It's funny me. you say that because what I wrote down here for mission seven is I'm pretty sure the grunts here took two hits for me mm. with probably a lower offensive energy level than you even. So yeah. they accounted for that in their plan too that you might have that fucking start having that approach, you know? So, and then, yeah, that, that's a tough thing too. Or not tough, but interesting, I guess that like, because of that stat building RPG mechanic system, whatever, everyone kind of has a little bit of a different ex- play experience and like the, what you have to prioritize. You can't even like, I guess what I'm getting at there is like, you can't even like, you know, uh, at the school lunchroom table, fucking like, like, Oh, you just like, you fucking just like, do this. Yeah, like. yeah. Just do this. Like, no, it depends how you built your plane. What, you're doing yeah. in a game to whatever. So that's interesting uh, as well. I think that you, again, you just don't get with a lot of shmups uh, and I like, uh, don't want to talk shit about that. So we have two big battleships to deal with for the boss battle. Uh, again, I'm at zero energy dealing with this, but I took the shit out the first time. So not terribly tough. And they add, it was uh, one of the things I love to, they had it here. They, they start on the front of the, the stern they have, uh, or the bow, I should say motherfucker uh <laughs> uh they have like they have the planes parked on the front of the deck you know so like you you, you like you see them and like oh i need to that's gotta be my priority Take i do them not need those yeah like, i do not need I those five planes yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck those things I'm, that's yeah every time i saw those I, i'm sure everyone does that you know immediately uh, yeah but like is a, it a can i thing. can i shoot it immediately I'm yeah aiming same it. thing with the the hatches like i'm that's Fuck the guns for a second. I got to take that out. I can't have extra shit flying around. No way. Because <laughs> yeah, once it starts swooping around in patterns, I got to worry about it on the side, behind right. me. And right. Then it's, yeah. Who knows? All hell could break loose for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and this was, I found this interesting. This one also, and it's funny too, because later this can fuck you because you think it's a mechanic and then you get rug pulled out from underneath you. But you don't have to blow all the POIs up on the ship. You can let this one scroll off. You just have to survive it. To I didn't get even know that. Stage. I, I destroyed yeah, it. it just, exactly. I, just like, I found it by accident. Yeah, I found it by accident and like assumed I was fucked. And then it cut to this the screen clear thing and I was like, whoo. 
<laughs> you know, so yeah, that was interesting to me because yes, later if you do that, you can you will fail the mission on, on some of them. So uh, maybe a little fuck that that's not either explained to you in advance or dependable throughout is maybe a little fucked. Um, I guess you should be trying to blow it all up no matter what, and maybe this is just you could um, take your takeaway here could be that you're just fucking got lucky <laughs> as opposed to like a changing system. They were just being lenient on you here early on. So mission eight is target Roshuku. And uh, this is another one where I ran out of energy just as the boss shit here. And I guess, no, actually this is where I wrote down where I actually did learn that you could be zero uh, for a boss battle fight. Again, at least for, bo- I don't, I guess I don't know if I ever tried in hindsight to run out in a stage. So maybe it is any time. And you just, it would just be, even if you did try to fence test that, it would be harder to be sure whether you're taking a hit or not <laughs> because so much shit's happening in the dogfighting parts that For sure. you, you'd never really be able to know. And this was, I wrote down this boss was a huge fucking doozy. It's a number of gunships with air cover everywhere and safe scun my ass off on this one. But um, I don't even remember what kind of ship it was. It was just another fucking ship, you know? So <laughs> just, uh, just another ship. <laughs> So, it is. so the shmup things go. After these messages, we'll be right back. In our test sector, world-renowned experts play Disney's new Chippendales Rescue Rangers game from Capcom. Here's what they say. Way cool. Definitely rad. You'll help Chippendale escape their enemies and rescue their good friend, Gadget. Definitely awesome. Absolutely nuts. Ouch! Play Disney's Rescue Rangers game for Nintendo by Capcom. Also, look for adventures in the Magic Kingdom. Yes! It's hot! That is a 1990 Capcom commercial for Rescue Rangers that is very close to their DuckTales commercial. Kids in a futuristic military command center type deal, but playing NES instead of doing military shit. (laughs) Have fun. Have fun playing these games. Rescue Rangers! (laughs) Standard. Mission 9 is Target Ayako 2, Roman numeral 2. And seeing the target name and Roman numeral had me referring back my notes like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, is that... I, I, my inkling was, was like, it was the bomber again. And I was like, fuck! And sure enough, it is. It was more bomber. Oh yes. Yep. And yes, this is actually where you first see those biplane formations we were talking about that swoop in behind you. And yeah, those are just... They're slow moving, at least. I guess that's... Maybe to their fucking, like, uh, to their credit or whatever. Like, that's a, a good thing. But, no. man, it's just like, no. yeah, yeah, lo- <laughs> yeah, like, lo- no. yeah, you have to, yeah, you know, we didn't use the word, but you have to, like, lure them up. You can't just, like, the second you see them swoop around, you have to let them get far enough on screen for that to work. And, like, timing and dealing and doing that while all the other shit's going on is oh, really tough, man. Really, really, yeah. really tough. Let me, let me tell you, Josh, I was not happy to see this plane again. I was not yep. happy because I still yeah, the, was like, the it's, boss? it's the same shit again. Yeah, same same thing again. Like, yeah. here we go again. Yeah. Like, I knew Probably. I still needed the, like, by this point, I'm adept and focused on keeping a freaking shotgun of some some si- some type, whether the three or the five shot, whichever one I could actually make it out of the level with. That's what I'm going with. But it's still, like, seeing this again was just like, oh, my gosh, no. You have to do, yeah, I... The special attack? How, were you did, were you learning? Did you learn to use the special attack on these yet? I mean, I tried to keep it like I definitely didn't. I didn't have the same level 
of stress with the second one as I did with the first one because I came out of, of the course. level better. Some you know, idea, I, no. I came out of the level with just more stuff. So and just having like, it, just just even knowing what you have to blow up is obviously oh, a yeah. massive change. I, I think this one, I came in and I, I might have I might have had three strikes or two strikes on this one with the special. So I was able to strike, strike, and already get it like flamed up. So I'm like, all right, now. See, I, I would uh, never just burn it like that. I would always save it because you do do that defensive loop and it stops the attack for a second. So I would always wait to, I would save that for when I'm about to get popped and just like try to get hits in. And then when it would catch me slipping, I would then use a special attack as like a defense mechanism that also luckily had some offensive side effect to it, you know? So that was the way I always approached those. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that was, this level, I was, it's funny you say you come and do it with a, in a better situation. I was fucking living this level, man. I kept having Sprite slow down here. And I mean, it was, you know, kind of a welcome cause to be able to think. But like still, you know, when that happens, you can't not be annoyed. <laughs> Even if it's helping you, it's still annoying. So oh, yeah. fuck it. that shit was happening here. I got those fucking biplanes coming in. And like, I didn't fucking mention, but like uh, the biplanes, like they, it's so interesting to me. On multiple levels, I suppose, from a psychological perspective, that like I thought to do it that way, you also thought to do it that way, and not only do we both think to do it that way, but it was so ingrained in every player that's ever played the game, and they, even the developers, maybe in any sort of God forbid, they did some fucking quality testing or play testing, whatever, before they put the game out. But in the programming, they have it. They they show you it a few times. You learn to do that, and then towards the end of of this sequence with them. They do that one where they put them out onto the screen. Wait a second. You would long enough for you to start your thing. And then they send out a second wave of them right on top of it. So like, obviously the longer you wait to do the loop around behind normally, the more room you'll have to work with down there. But if you wait too long, when that second one right on top of it happens, you'll fucking get, have them, they'll, running to you right from the back. So like just it was just like a real like dagger. Like you think you learn how to deal with this? Nope. <laughs> and so. and don't get me wrong, like I don't know how like I think maybe the first time I saw these, I tried the lightning and that's why I just didn't even try it again. Cause I'm like I definitely didn't come into the boss in a better situation generally. I just okay. had more I was just had more focus on keeping the shotgun. Okay. Like I died okay. a fuck. Like this was not an easy level at all. Yeah. Like no, I, was, I was already beginning my, I don't know how long I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. I, don't know I was like, well, I'm looking at it going like, is there, I don't Yeah. There's no indication. Like how many levels are there? Right. Exactly. Like, like, precisely. Dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm and like, I don't, I didn't look it up. I don't want to know. I want, you know, I want to fucking like just feel it and experience like, Oh, the, the, have that kind of happened to me. So I, yeah, I'm avoiding looking that shit up, but yeah, I am starting to think here like, fuck man, how many more missions are there, man? This is fucking hard as shit. <laughs> like yes. Yeah. And the, the plane is the, the bomber Ayaku is, is yellow in this case. So they make it visually different too. But I did take it out eventually and got through it eventually. And then we move into mission 10, target Caillou. And uh, nothing on, of note in part one here other than it, it, it did actually. Yeah, this is the first time this happened to me that I noticed. The supply depot gave me two points instead of two points. I just held up three fingers with two points, but two points. And instead of one. So yeah, all right. Cool, 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 cool. No qualms with that. But the boss battle is just another litany of ships, the latter being a modification of a battleship with even more guns to frag in the middle. And I was able to survive and scroll past it, but didn't sink it. And then the last gun hangs on the... This is where I found this out. The last gun hangs on the bottom of the screen without be, without shooting for an uncomfortable length of time. 
And then the ship fully clips off the screen, and the screen cuts to a black card that reads, What a pity! Your skill has proven unsuccessful. <laughs> Which I, I made it as our cover photo for a bit on the Facebook page. And then it gives you your destructive rate and tells you to try again. So, yeah, just brutal that it can, you know, it lets you do that. And even, like I said, even hangs on the screen. Because, like, it's so far down that there's nothing you can do. It's not like it's, like, giving you a chance to shoot it. There's no way to, <laughs> to shoot it down there. It's too far towards the bottom of the screen. You can't shoot anything down there. So, yeah, that was a wild development to me and uh, really irritated the shit out of me. Yeah, so this is a real bitch. This, I, this, other than the bomber planes, and probably the end of the game, this particular boss uh, was very difficult for me. You have to like stay. It's like you have to stay on top of those ships, on the 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 gun, like flying so close to them with your turbo blazing. Oh my god! So your hit rate is astronomical because you, if you hang back, the amount of time it takes to kill them is too long and there's too much shit going on by the time you're getting to the next gun. And this is probably where I really fucked myself by not using the special shot because it, 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 what I just described is ex- the exact thing that that shot alleviates, you know, not being able to be doing damage on the next thing while you're doing damage on the first thing or the thing in front of it is the actual problem there. So um, I guess that's, it's not our fault because Paul didn't tell us, but it's also <laughs> not the game's fault because you did have a tool in your toolbox to oh some degree. Uh, but yeah, very, very tough boss. Mission 11 is target Bunshu, and this is a night flight. Uh, found found enemy bomber situation, and uh, I was able to finish this. This is like uh, what those really were is they're just breaths. Yeah, they, they are so easy with, and without the boss battle, you can it's like a chance for your stats to catch up or your energy level to catch up and for maybe your psychologically to catch up a little bit too and just kind of breathe, you know? Uh, so it's nice that those are in there. Um, not quite bonus stages, but almost. <laughs> and then mission 12 is target Chojin and is very high octane part one. They introduce these little gray planes. First time you see these, they just they just they come in flying in like homie missiles, dude, from the sides of the screen. They're like jet fighters or something. And they just kamikaze right at your ass while the green gr- grunts are flying all fucking around. Um, very, they're, <laughs> the, the grunts are flying organized flight patterns and they're doing crazy shit. So it's like a good mashup of, oh my of gosh. Um, whatever. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll say this, Jay. The fact that I'm talking about Mission 12 right now, and you haven't said that you quit, I'm surprised. Oh, I'm no. I am. I'm double checking. I'm pretty sure Mission 12 is where I quit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. I can't, get, I can't okay. get the file open. I don't know why it stopped, but I'm pretty sure this is where I was like, I. Okay. This was a very high acting level? Can't. Uh, just not doing it. Like, it's, it's not fun anymore at this point. Like, the flying shmup in me, I'm like, I got the freaking NES advantage. I'm holding this. I'm like. The fact that I'm now aggressively moving the freaking stick around and just like <laughs> angrily, yeah, it's just like um, tap out. Like I don't, and then I, 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 I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw. Oh, I know it was. I was looking at the freaking Genesis, or not the Genesis, but the uh, Game Genie codes again, because I was, I was like, do I, do I Game Genie it again? Uh, and that's when I saw. I was like, start on mission twenty. I'm like twenty. Twenty. I didn't look at those, dude. Here's 20? the thing. So, so you don't. So, do you? You don't know. You don't know about what that means, do you? No, you know, I'm just. That doesn't mean it's just a number to you. Okay. Yeah, I'm well, just that, like I'm when, like I'm on like freaking ten, and this is saying start on mission twenty. How, I'm done. I'm I can't done. wait to see your face when you hear this. Then this is great. Okay, great, 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 great. Okay, so that's where you fell off. I that's 
I whatever. It's not. Sorry, it's not. Right? It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> doesn't make me think less of you. I totally understand. <laughs> Mission thirteen is target Riju. It's just another level. Just another big boat at the end. Level fourteen is target Ayako three a third time with the bomber. And see, yeah, seeing that Roman number three made me Why? fucking shudder, dude. Yeah. Uh, it also made me look up a, a, a translation of the word Ayaku to see what the fuck that meant. And Ayaku is a girl's name of Japanese origin. This vibrant name meaning color and design likely refers to the designs you can find on traditional kimonos. And these designs are awe-inspiring, and the name harkens to babies, heritage, and homeland. So that's what the name means, and I thought that a very interesting choice for these fucking bomber blades. I mean, I get the color changes, sure, but uh, other than that, I don't see the parallel. Okay, finally, yeah, I had the balls to forego the second-tier shotgun for the first time on the formal three-way shot power-up and... This is where I realized how much of a mistake that was and how much it improves your play experience to have a three-way shot uh, instead of that slower second-tier shotgun. So that's where I finally made that choice. And, yeah, the level absolutely fucking sucks, man. The plane's flying in. Like, they have planes flying in on the extreme edges of the screen, then swooping back up diagonally from the bottom corners. That looks terrible. Yeah, it's fucking brutal, dude. And then those bombers... These bombers come on off the bottom that do spray shots from the tail now. And they are a huge pain in the ass. This man. is miserable. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. It's fucking a brutal, brutal. See, I would have definitely noped out. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still sticking through it here. Sticking through it. The boss bomber is the same old shit, though. I, honestly, by this third time, I was actually kind of like, I know exactly what to do. And, you know, I... I Roll. I made sure to roll in with plenty of tick on my fucking weapon timer, and it really wasn't that hard at all because of of knowing what the objective was there. So then I move into 15, target Ryufu, hard, big boat. Let's get to the final mission, and I don't even... I didn't write down how I knew that yet. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I, yeah, I knew going into this that I was getting to the, the final mission. Oh, because 15? they tell you. Jesus Christ. No, mission 16. Okay. They tell you the target's Totoku. Of course, yes. That's why. So I'm like, target Totoku. That's the fucking what it said. And when I started the game, I'm like, oh my God, yes, I'm at the end. So I'm at the end now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish it. I'm bugging. I know this is going to be hard. This game's fucking borderline impossible. But I'm at the end. No way I'm letting it win. I'm fucking going to beat this thing, right? So I get into that mindset for target for mission 16, right? Part one is very messy. Nothing particularly out of the ordinary relative to the recent stages. Um, the boss waters here have a couple slender battleships loaded with small guns on them, one right after the another at the start. And despite being small cannons, some of them do have the persistent explosion. Uh, we haven't talked about that yet, but some of the gunfire off the ships has this persistent explosion deal where like the bullet shoots and once it hits its destination, whether that's you or not, <laughs> it turns it blows up and the explosion stays on screen. So we've already talked about it, but so much of this game is not even necessarily about avoiding gunfire. It's just avoiding all the shit on screen, even like the planes themselves. Yeah. And what this essentially adds is extra shit to dodge, you know. So they can, th- those can really fuck your life up pretty bad. And in these boss situations that are already extra messy, it's really annoying. So... That's a problem here for sure, and uh, it also creates a lot of slowdown, but again, it's welcome. <laughs> and then there's some of those medium-sized planes with the sporadic tail fire in here, too, amidst all the grunts. So there's just a lot of shit going on. And this is actually where I learned for the first time, and you didn't mention it, so I'm guessing you never learned this at all. You can kamikaze into those fucking orange planes. You don't have to shoot them. So... And that might sound, yeah, that might sound meaningless if you haven't played this game enough recently in particular, but like, 
what that means is like where they're flying in from like the side that you can just like go sit there and like just let them fly into you and be shooting something else basically you know what i mean or dealing with something else or thinking about something else and that would have been something else that i think would have helped a lot to Interesting. know from the beginning yeah i was surprised to find that but that is a reliable thing for sure and so there are two more of the tiniest one-row gunship cruisers lining the edges of the edges of the screen uh, on your approach, and then they fiddly give you a quiet boss run up to Totoku for your final boss battle. Right, and even right? even even the word was sixteen, like the number sixteen was like an orange and stuff at the beginning. It's kind of like, all right, it's game time, game yeah, time right. here, and that's how it felt for sure. And like I'm one hundred percent thinking that's the case. There, so the Totoku is a huge three-barrel gun on the bow, a shit ton of little ones encircling the command tower in the middle, in addition to one smaller three-barrel on the top uh, of, on the top and bottom of that command tower area, and then two more huge three-barrel guns on the stern. And there actually wasn't a lot of air cover, in my opinion, surprisingly. So that was kind of a, a nice thing, seemingly. I did say a lot of terrible things while fighting this boss. It's very <laughs> difficult. That backside three-barrel deal on the command tower is a real prick. Like the just the, the way the thing because it, it scrolls with your blowing shit up on it. You know what I mean? So like the way it scrolls and kind of pins you against the bottom of the screen if you want to be able to shoot this fucking thing. There's just not a lot of room there, and it it, it is easily. The hardest part about this boss is that back three barrel on the command tower, just again, with because of the scrolling. So it took me probably five solid minutes of intense battle saves coming to get lucky enough on my maneuvering to take those last three out and survive once I got to them. And then it, all, it blows up like all the others do. Cuts to the you sunk my battleship pixel art and clear screen. We've seen many times already, but we do get some unique text. It reads, congratulations, you have done it. We have survived. The war is over. Thank you. But then it cuts to a black card and some really concerning music starts up and then you get some more text. And this reads, you've discovered the main enemy fleet. That was only a trap using Tubin as a decoy. Please try again. You're the only hope. Good luck, sir. And I'm sitting there like, what? I, yeah, I'm sitting there like, I am sorry, what? Like, sir, this is a Wendy's. What the fuck did you just say to me? Like, <laughs> Like well, fuck you, Tubin. Yeah, what what is like what is that a ship name? Like it's T O U B I N. Googling turned up nothing, so it had no translation. I don't know what the fuck that means. But yeah, man, I was like, I would have just taken the screenshot. I might have turned it off right there. Like game over. <laughs> like before seeing that. Before. Well, that. I told you. I told you what it meant to me to to get to sixteen and realize that it was the last stage. And I was like, no, fuck you. Okay, like I'm doing it. Like fuck you. So I come out of this. And I don't know what to think about that. Like, I don't know. I still haven't looked anything up. I don't know what this means. It just cuts to Mission 17, target Kaku, right? And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, what is Kaku? I can't remember if I've seen Kaku or not. Everything is the same. It's like the same mission carrier departure thing, target. All that's the same. And I'm just, yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm just like, nah, man, no. Nah. Like, like, no way are they ghosts and, or whatever the fuck it was, ghosts and goblins in me where you beat the game and just, you have to do it again. Like, right. Am I going to do 16 more stages? Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, no fucking way. I was in total shock. Something I could flip through my notes trying to figure out what it was. And the first mission was Rotaku. So it's not the same target as the first mission. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is just like another, you know, maybe it's one more mission or something, right? So like, 
I fucking go through this shit. I'm kind of, and it, honestly, that next stage is like super easy. Like I, I just kind of vaped through it, you know? So again, I'm like, maybe it's not, I don't know. I just don't know what to think. And I'm thinking like, yeah. it can't just be making them play the game again. There's no way. They're not that big of pricks. Yeah. And like, mind you, Jay, I'm boss. Like I started recording before the last stage. So I'm recording all of this. I have an hour and a half play video to that shows my moment to moment progression of <laughs> how I experienced this. But yeah, fucking, I am just like, ugh. Whatever, man. I'm fucking. Uh, I'm rolling to part two, thinking like this is better to be the last level, basically. And the boss uh, ship fleet here is three skinny cruisers and a three plane hatch carrier with man air cover. Pretty easy. And I like I finished that, and I'm like, better be fucking it. Uh, like as it sinks, I'm like, it better be fucking it. Nope, not it. Another score tally. Another carrier takeoff. Mission eighteen. Target Ayaku one. And I recognized Ayaku for sure. It's the fucking bomber, right? So I'm like. Yeah. Fuck off. And I start Googling. I pull up a game FAQ, funny enough. It was the first time I've done that in forever. And because I don't want to see a video of what happens. You know, I want to experience that for the first yeah. time whenever it happens. So I pull up a game FAQ, look this shit up, check how many levels there are. 24. 24. And what? Like, right. So I'm easily recognizable as not just being repeating of the original 16. So I'm like, okay, it's at least new content, you know? And for whatever broken inside reason I have masochistically wanting to beat these games, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I fucking plow through it. Missions 18 to 22. Who cares? It's hard as fuck. I get through it. Big ships or bomber at the end, whatever. Who gives a flying fuck? Get through all those. And then mission 23, it tells you your target is Ayaku. One, two, three. And I'm like, no way are they going to make me do three of those bombers in a row, dude. And you bet your sweet ass they do. Fucking get to the fucking, you fly through a hard ass stage, you get to the end, and you get in succession all three bombers. Each changing colors is like the first time too. And yeah, I was fucking, I mean, honestly, again, because you've went through those, they're not that hard. I'm safe scumming anyways. But again, going to like the OG hardware perspective, like how? How could you do that to, to someone, you know, <laughs> like so fucking hard and you're not going to have, it's, it's, it's continuous. So you're not going to have special attacks for all of them. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so yeah, not fucking, not good. Damn. Mission 24, target Totoku again. And we're back on our fucking Totoku shit. Finally, part one is an absolute fucking nightmare. Jay, everything in the kitchen <laughs> sink is thrown at you. My finishing P38 build was, uh, at this point was, Full offensive power, full defensive power, full special weapon time limit, level four energy, and level five special weapon. Wow. So that's, yeah, that was my finishing build and how I'm going through this. So I get through one, roll into part two, lay down a save state with 61 ticks left on my three-way shot and 80 energy. So I was able to save scum through the first part. And dude, that first part, dude, I am like save scumming moment to moment, like. (laughs) <laughs> I blow up that formation, save. Like, blow up that formation, save. Like, fucking, like, yeah, just, uh, you know, fucking not fucking, I just want to, I just need to get to the end. I don't need any get fucking moral, through. no style points, I guess is what I'm getting at there. So, you get into part two, you spend maybe 15 to 20 seconds getting absolutely fucking mobbed by grunt planes, flying in formations that come from basically every possible horizontal entry point at the top of the screen. So, again, that's oh just, like, the most extreme version of what I described earlier, of, like, the most spread out possible way to have to deal with those grunts you know so that's fucking not easy you get through those and there's some stragglers from the side as well then they clear out the waves fade away to clear blue boss bottle water boss battle waters 
and the boss music swells. So it is one battleship with swirling side entry air cover, then a shitstorm of bullet shit plane formations getting to a three hatch aircraft carrier, then more insane air. So it's like, these are like phases, right? You go through this one, you're like, you're basically doing multiple boss. It's kind of like Ayaku three, one, two, three, but with the battleships basically. So you go Battle through all these different ships, oh, right? And, and in between you get like these crazy ass flight formation grunt sequences too between each one so just so fucking extreme and so i get through that one my three-way shot is gone and i'm down to zero energy at this point but they do lob you a cow pickup that gives you so again a cow pickup doing something else crazy it gives you energy 30 mm. 30 energy points instead of just points uh bonus points so whatever okay fine and that happens uh the next one is a pairing of two gunships that you're best avoid, you just avoid these basically. It's those two s single row ones. You just like literally, and they're like on each side of the screen and what you need to do is just fly in between them, avoiding their persistent fire and just shoot the shit in the, in the sky basically. And there's no way you would know to do this. It just takes trial and error and dying. But if you shoot, if you, if you focus on the ships, you're getting shot out of the fucking air by the, the air cover. So it's impossible to, to, to try to kill everything on the screen. So however many times it takes you to learn that, and remember, you're still on one life here, you know, in, in, in the old world. And you get through that, and I'm saving my special attacks, so I'm fucking, you know, not using any of those here either. And then you get to one of those big ass, basically the same Tataku as the first one. Um, hard as fuck, of course, though. There is air cover for that one. It's much fucking harder. You finish the damn thing. Same old pixel art for all shit bosses. They don't even give you new pixel art for finally beating Tataku, which I think was a real shit... Uh, of them. There is new copy on the clear screen go, though it reads, congratulations, we have done it, we have destroyed Totoku, the victory is ours. Cut to a black card, text types out, then all weapons were put to silence. And there's no typing sound for that text's appearance, and I think that is a really, really nice touch. When it types out, put to silence, there's no typing sound. And every other text in the game has typing sound, so. Cool, cool, cool. You cut from that to a still image of the P-38 on a carrier deck, a pilot in all blue standing by the still propeller. The sound of a phone ringing can be heard. Then some silence before the ending theme comes in. Text for this phone call reads, Hi, Nancy, it's me. Yes, the war is over. Which is <laughs> crazy. And then there's a long pause while Nancy cries tears of joy on the other end of the line, I'm guessing. It doesn't type that out, but that is my assumption. And I love the name they chose for this was Nancy, too. That is just like the, like, you know, I just, I just see like... 1900s white Right, exactly. Man. Precisely. I, I just see like four Japanese guys sitting in a room like, Nancy. Those fucking Americans will love that. Nancy's perfect. <laughs> you know? And then the text goes on to read, Indeed, I'm so glad. I just got off Hawk Nest. And that's interesting because the picture is him still on the carrier, but okay. And then the next uh, copy reads, Yeah, yeah, I'll be there this weekend. And I think just sending him home right after he finishes this shit, like, I don't think, like, I don't, I'm not a U.S. military deployment expert by any length, but I feel this is giving them way more credit than they deserve. <laughs> That they would do this. I bet he doesn't go straight home uh, in real life. But 
whatever. The palette salutes are POV, and then the image fades to a sepia tone color palette, and the white border and a white border appears, fully conveying it has become a photograph. And then the music hits its crescendo as the corner of the photo rolls up a bit, and the tune finishes out. There's a bit of silence, and then it's cut back to the title screen. attack two bring us into our verdict the hardest game on the Nintendo entertainment system jay i think i support that i think i support <laughs> that i think it's the hardest one i mean it's yeah it's definitely not the most enjoyable i'll tell you that <laughs> it's a, a 10 on moe's hardness scale 1943 and diamonds that's that's the, the their their equivalents uh, and, I, and I think it, you know, that means I am saying that it's harder than Castlevania and Dracula. And that is what it, we have been using, or I have been using, as my NES benchmark for NES, or my benchmark for NES hard uh, here on the pod. And I'm afraid 1943 will wear that crown until further notice. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say because, A, I didn't finish this. So, that, I mean, that's a point in its, in its cap for, for difficulty. Uh. <laughs> also, like... Castlevania games like that they feel different than flying shooters like at the end of the day this is still a flying shooter I don't put them in the same vein as those games and it's just not a good flying shooter to me like it's just there's just too much like the the manual tells you nothing like learning all these different things that I could have done that I had no idea even existed unless I had a Nintendo Power at the time which clearly I did not have that magazine at the time you know, like not knowing about the super shot, not knowing about the different ways that the systems work. And then once you're That's figuring that out, That's once you're figuring fail. that out, ha- actively trying to be like, all right, do I balance the energy because I need to freaking stay alive with all this craziness? Or do I need to get the power ups and then trying to get the power ups to be the right one that you want? It's one thing if they're floating around, right? And I feel like I can speak on this as a flying shooter aficionado. Like, give me the opportunity of different like different color things flying off so I can go grab the one that I want or only give me that. But like the whole shoot it over and over and let it like change multiple times so that I'm focused on this one thing for more than a second while all these things are flying at me. is just, it's just, not, not, it's just too much. And it's not bad. fun. Like I didn't have fun. And then on top of it, see to me, that is, that's, that's the, that's the, to me, that see, is fun. Uh, that, that, oh, no. that, that again, that bifurcation is, is I, if I don't have that, in some way, shape, or form. And yes, it is heavy in this game more than any other, which is why it's, it's difficult, necessary. It's yeah. necessary. You have to... It's not even in like an option. You you have to or you will fail. But then on top <laughs> of that, like not having the NES advantage, not having the, the, the option to do turbo, and it's... Come on now, man. Come on. Like, it's just too many levels. This feels like a classic case of we took this game that was popular in the arcade... Right, that's there. We ported it to the NES, and it because people are going to pay forty dollars or whatever, fifty dollars for this. We got to add more levels, so they just re, you know repetitiously adding more and more, and, more. and it's like. Uh, well, I told you, like I feel I like, like I feel like I feel like 
you know, there's some level, visually it's re- it's relatively repetitive, but I felt that they made enough effort to change the nuances of both the individual way those True. those sprites those enemy sprites behaved, and then the way they intermingled. You know what I mean? Uh, there's there is like intelligent design there. It is not just here's that like it's you know it's it's not just a bank of code that they just kept citing and and pulling back up wrote the same way every time you know they like thought about it and like okay that's going to exist in an ecosystem with this type of thing in this particular stage like to me that all it all felt like intelligent design at least and to and and that it's hard as fuck (laughs) To (laughs) to me they just added different colors to the stages to represent different times of day and just threw more planes at it like it was just it was just more and more the same whereas like you got Philios. You had like visually stunning different stages. Well, yes, it's genesis. on the Genesis. That's, that's, yes, genesis. It's on the that's genesis. not fucking fair. But like, I mean, we could pick. I could pick multiple flying shooters, which like give me different kinds of enemies. This is just planes over and over. Planes, ships, okay. and I get it. And I get it. I am biased against war games. I love Call of Duty, but that's like very detailed and different. Whereas this is just like you got your stock ships, green or white. You got your. You got. I mean your planes, and then you got like ship boss, and it just, it just felt like I was doing the same thing to me. Out you th- outside of the color palette, I felt like I was doing the same thing over and over and over, and it wasn't fun enough. It was too much high, too much level of stress, high level of stress constantly to try to maintain the pickups and keep that versus the level of fun I was having while doing it. It just did not. I'm not saying it's not a good game. I'm not saying it doesn't didn't do some things well. And there's more complexity to it than I thought, but there's just it's it's out of balance. Like the the complexity, the difficulty, and the stress level compared with the level of fun is just out, way out of balance. It's way out of balance. It is. It's uh, and that yeah. I mean, that's the hard thing of it. You know, is that and and, and I think it's it's not really like. Uh, did you are you going to tell me you had fun? Did you have fun playing it, Josh? A lot of the time, yes. That last hour and a half that's on video documentation, <laughs> no. Because at then it's just like, fuck you, I'm on a mission. But I did want to do that. And I've quit a game where I was like, fuck this. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not that I won't quit a game, you know. Uh, it doesn't happen a lot, but it has happened. So, I mean, is this Captain there- Skyhawk level? This might be Captain Skyhawk. No, way better visually, control-wise, <laughs> than Captain Skyhawk, uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's weird, man. There's a lot of shit that pisses me off, but, like, all of it is intelligent design, I think. Like, it's 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 really, really, really fucking hard, but none of it was bullshit hard. None of it was, I don't know, none of it was Fester's Quest. None of it was fucking, I don't know, Dino Ricky. Like, some of those fucking games that are just, like what the fuck? Like, this is not, there's no, it's not intelligently difficult. It's just, it's not, there's no, uh, they just kept adding shit till it couldn't, till right. you died. No, the, you know? the, the enemies I get, the, those very like I simple, said, they, just add they, it, just they, stack they, on, they, stack on more. They, they weave, but they, we, but it, they weren't just stacked on though. They weave together in a way that like they, they they in a, they complemented each other. Like I said, when they started adding those fucking random ass fucking 
gray planes in that just fucking kamikaze into you. That's in direct contrast to the sequence where you're just dealing with these very, very structured formations of the green grunt planes. You know what I mean? And like, it's meant to undermine a, a, a convention that you think you had gotten into or had developed. You know what I mean? And like when they did the biplanes where like they sent you a bunch of them with the same interval and then out of nowhere, just change that right in the middle of the stage. You're like, fuck! <laughs> you know, like, you think you you think you have it figured out. Uh, like, no, you don't. Here's a different intelligent change. And it's it's not just more. There is like a very, very discernible choice to change what you are doing, what you've developed to deal with this thing, and turn that on its head. And yeah, I don't know, man. That's what that's the only enjoyment you can get out other than just like you said, kind of like the feeling good vibe of like, I'm just blowing shit up and like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's, that's part of my thing. When I, I just saw a guy fly into a plane logo too, also to go to a, <laughs> to go to a depot to see, you know, so oh, cows, yeah. bamboo shoots and a plane. <laughs> uh, I mean, thing. it's, I don't know. I guess that's part of the, one of the reasons why I like, I don't know. A game's got to. It really is game by game dependent because I'm like Contra was still war, but that's fantasy because there's aliens and and things like that. That's not a flying shooter, but like I'm thinking about the why I like other flying shooters better, and they just do things differently. the The weapons are more fun. Like I hate the weapons here. Like it's just not outside of the picking them up. It's just like it is. The, there is it's just there like isn't the a ton of circle, and it's I, just kind of like yeah, I agree with that. There's not a ton of variance I don't know. to them. And when I play a flying shooter, but they like, have to, they also have to kind of keep it in the, you know, the story world too. You can't just have crazy ass fucking lasers and stuff. Cause it's fucking. No, I know. And, but I think that's also, that's what my thing game. is. Like, I just don't enjoy, there's not enough here to make me enjoy it, to want to keep. Like, See, that's how I always was about 42 is I never, yeah, I like, never uh, tried this like 42. Yeah. That, that doesn't appeal to me either. World War two. I does not uh, something I really care about either necessarily. From a, like a game playing perspective, anyways, it's interesting from a historical perspective, perhaps. But yeah, I don't play a lot of games set in that world with any sort of like heightened interest. So yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, but I also like you can only do so much with this. And um, yeah, like if you if you gave it to me as a gift back then because of the password system, yeah, if I need a flying shooter, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll come back to it when I'm in the mood for that. But it's. I don't know. Yeah, it's with, really, it's with really the, hard yeah, to play. With the passwords, dude, too. Yeah, like, honestly, you know, we talk about, like, these arcade comparisons. Like, you know, drop another quarter, come back later, fucking play this, uh, take, giving it more content because it's on a home console now. Like, you know, there are probably kids with that memo section full of every password for this game, and they spent months oh, I'm sure. coming back and coming back. Especially if you had, like, a, an uncle or grandpa or somebody, you know, who was in a war, you know, sure. military, who told you any kind of stories. Like, I could see it. I could just, yeah. for me, it just, I don't know, man. It's just rough. <laughs> it's just a rough go. Tough, 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 yeah. Another cast, but, you know, like the, one of my big metrics, you know, is the, like, how much does the, how much, how close to the edge does the boss, does the final boss push me? You know, uh, am I getting that? Like when, when it, when it dies, finally, if it was that hard, like it should be like, what do I feel like? You know, yeah, and how like, did you feel? Right. And I was in a, and you know, I, you see it all in the video, of course, but like the realization that I got the rug pulled out from under me, pissed me off. But 
And it was the same with Castlevania, and I gave it the blessing almost exclusively on this basis, I think, maybe, because <laughs> there's so much about that game's broken, like we just talked about when going through three. Like, uh, you know, I was, like, that final boss battle, I'm like, fuck, I'm just hammered on it. Like, go, 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 do it again. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, no way. Like, I'm so close. I'm getting closer every time. It's hard as fuck, but I see the path. Like, it's, that's all there for this, dude. And, like, I, I feel like that is a, another Castlevania comparison that I, I have to... You know, I've kind of established what my fucking criteria is for this. I feel like it would be uh, an undermining of previous blessings to to not give this one. Like, you know, fuck you, Dracula. Fuck you, Totoku. Your ass is grass and I'm the fucking lawnmower. Here I come. <laughs> you know, like that was here for this fucking game for sure. And I, I think that's one thing that, that has me leaning towards yes for sure. Yeah. Fair. And then, and then you know, I've already said it, but like the, you know, the, the simple shit, I mean, for... Even if you don't want to say, I think, 1988, but particularly 1988. Like, I just don't see how... I think the controls are perfect to me. I, I, I do like the music. I thought there's a ton of tracks. I actually liked it. And the stat tree stuff for the plane flowed well. And, like, I was interested in it. You know, there's tons of games where you have that kind of mechanic. And you're just kind of like, I don't care. Just give it to whatever. But, like, I saw the advantages that each one of those gave. They all meant something to me in some way, shape, or form. And I was making true choices when I was fucking adding to, to each one when I was adding to it. And doing that to a fucking flying shmup, too, is, like next level shit, uh, especially again, to care about it every single time I encountered it, like all that sidebar shit, uh, was really good. So it's funny. Yeah. I, I would counter all of that and say, yeah, the statue stuff felt like, Oh, I gotta, you know, I'm going to put in, I have it behind me, you know, I'm going to, Oh, I'm going to go offensive first and oh, I'm going to put in special weapon time limit, but I didn't really feel the difference like between adding the offense defensive, like I didn't feel it as I was going through. So it just kind of still felt like, again, I was doing a bunch of stuff and it was just, it was just more stuff power. that I had to like think about and work through versus like an actual, like, Ooh, now it takes me one less hit to defeat this thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't see. Sure. Those. It's it's not as, it's not as visually measurable for those parts, but I just kind of trust that there is, like I said, I noticed when I had to start shooting grunts twice, so I knew there was like a gradient to that, how much damage you're doing and how much, whatever, how quickly you're killing shit. So like, I just assumed that the levels were getting harder, the enemies were getting more difficult to kill, and this shit was kind of counterbalancing, you know, uh, so to continue to pay attention to those or you would regret it, you know. So no, I couldn't 100% discern the exact difference, but... I did see that changing in the game and just assumed that those those systems balanced out. And then, you know, obviously the energy level and time limit, those that are just counters on the screen, you can see those changes. Right. So you know those have an effect. Yeah. I don't know. For me, just overall, did I have fun? Didn't really have fun. Would I recommend it to someone else? I would not. But would I consider playing it again? Or, you know, via remastered version if available? Perhaps, but but I think that's only because I'm thinking it would be completely remade in a different game and visually better, different. You know what I mean? So I'm just I can't give it a, a blessing. I just there's a VR World War II fight slim. I I I have never gotten, but I bet it's kind of cool. It'd be kind of interesting to like be in a cockpit and like doing well, all this shit would yeah. be would be pretty fucking wild. Probably nausea inducing as hell, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, probably pretty cool. Well, yeah, man, I think you didn't talk me out of it. I think King Lorik bestows 1943 or bestows his blessing on 1943. (laughs) 
And yeah, I'm just shocked. I can't believe you weren't head over heels for it. I, the whole time I was getting into it, I was like, fuck, Jay's going to fucking love this. Jesus Christ, this is exactly no. the stock fucking. That's like the second time. Second yeah. time. You're I know. Like, it's it's, it's funny. Like, oh, it makes God. me think a lot about like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we know our gaming tastes are, are relatively different. So it, I guess it shouldn't be that much of a shock, but it's funny to me that within even a genre that I perceive to be something you like, there either both can be enough nuance and is enough nuance for you personally to not for me to just, you know, Oh, this is a smup. I like it. Jay always likes smups. Why doesn't he like just to me? It's just surprising to me to learn that, that fucking, that that can be there, that there's that much of a gradient to, I like them. So it's gotta be like a standout and do, and Yeah. I have the high bar, high bar for them. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So split blessing. We close out 2023 on a split blessing. Since it is the closing out of 2023, I thought we could quickly cover our best game up of 2023. Jay, what? And this is I, I, worth noting. I pointed out to Jay, I would like this to not be the best game we played in 23 on a game app. I would like to be our best game episode. So I think the experience of recording it and the experience, they had a, the, the fun maybe you had researching the subject or just the amount of fun we had talking about it, just kind of from our perspective, this is for the listener, what we enjoyed recording about the most in 2023. Uh, I thought that would be interesting for us to quickly cover. So what did you have for that? Oh man, it, to me, it was close. It was close between, uh, man, TMNT because of like what it meant, you know, and getting through that and, and talking about that and everybody seemingly, everybody's got a story about Ninja Turtles and everybody's, we could talk about that all day. And then as much as Felios sticks out into my mind, I think it's more of the game, but I think. Super Mario 3 sticks out to me just because it's, I didn't expect, you know, it's a game, obviously it's deep in nostalgia for many reasons, and it, I didn't expect the episode to be the way that it was, and so when I, you know, just reading it and going back and, like, watching some more of The Wizard and, you know, seeing some of these older magazines as an adult going back and seeing, like, the pre-announcement of, of Mario 3 and some other things like that was was fascinating so i, I like that the okay. things that i thought i kind of knew but didn't know so. sure 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 okay tmnt and super mario Bros. three okay uh yeah i thought i i kind of expected tmnt uh might be it for you and uh it certainly was for me too my first one was tmnt like there's just too much nostalgia in that ip and revisiting it all was of course a blast pulling up video clips and shit for the episode and Funny enough, like doing all that too, like all the research and shit for the episode. I feel like it it kind of pumped up my algorithm hits for TMNT. So I started really? seeing more TMNT toy posts and stuff while I was doing that. And that even that was fun to me, you know. Uh, like, oh, you of, like Ninja Turtles. Look at this yeah. new Ninja Turtles right, series yeah. toy. Right. <laughs> uh, well, no, even like, the you know, just the old retro accounts. There's a million, yeah. like, just literally accounts just posting fucking. There's so many figurines and playsets and shit for those play, those toys that uh, there are entire feeds that are nothing but individual characters and stuff, you know. Uh, most, of, most of the big toy lines have those, of course, but. Uh, getting all that pushed up in my feeds was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I, I think it. I also mentioned to you, you know, privately that I think it's one of our top five eps, just period. Like the quality of our episodes, you know, uh, both in just kind of the I guess shared IP. Um, 
appreciation we had, I think, led to a, like a really good conversation, and and was just yeah, in, in many ways was a lot of fun and, and 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 a quality fucking episode. So that of course is is cool to me too. My honorable mention actually would be, it's funny you say, see, like I felt Super Mario Bros. Three, like we didn't even know we were gonna do it that way. It just like yeah. I guess maybe maybe my maybe my anal retentive BB stacking bullshit is why this is the case. I mean, we talked about it as like a special thing. We knew we were using like a whole magazine, essentially the, the strategy guide to accompany it. So inherently it would have a lot, but like, it just, it felt to me like, it just felt like it fucking went on forever, man. It felt like the episodes were too long. It felt like, <laughs> it, it felt like, it just felt like, I don't know. We weren't able to do it qualitative justice because of how much there was but it's like there's all this quality stuff to assess in it but like the analysis of it is not intricate enough or there's not enough there for the analysis to be interesting like the game is interesting but it's just and this may be a credit to nintendo nintendo is able to create a game that is so much fun and so cool and has so much going on in it but there's not anything to talk about there and like i think that is a nintendo uh compliment that they can create a game that is simple enough to not be worth talking about, but is amazing to play. You know what I mean? I think that's me, how I felt about it, though. Yeah. Like because I because I had beat it many many times. It was kind of like I could talk about this all day. You know, we got this, <laughs> you know not, yeah. but I just instinctively knew there's not a whole lot to analyze. Like we could talk about these things, right? Yeah. And there were some, you know, of course, there were nuances we found. And looking back, magazine appearances, there's a ton of shit, of course. We, we fucking filled like nine hours of content, <laughs> I think, out of, that, out of that game. So there's plenty there, sure. Uh, but at times it felt like. Yeah, I don't That's know. Fair. Just just from a hosting perspective, I was like, oh, God, this is fucking this episode's <laughs> never going to end. How could anyone possibly want to listen to this? And maybe that's how the listeners feel. I don't know. Our, our numbers are actually kind of low on those episodes, <laughs> which was surprising to me. Uh, anyways, my actual honorable mention would be Shadow the Ninja, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, all those ninja options and the accompanying ninja, ninja jokes are just too much goddamn fun for me. So I really had a blast with – and that was a fantastic game too. And like it's probably the, it's probably the game – of the year from a discovery perspective. Like yeah. I think you're saying, I mean, honestly, it's kind of funny. Both our honorable mentions are this. I think it's what you're saying about Philios. It's like, it was a game you didn't know existed at all. Definitely didn't know it was anywhere near that good. And uh, that of course adds to the experience too, from our perspective, it just makes you more enthusiastic about the podcasting nuts and bolts of it, you know, because you're experiencing a game for the first time. That is truly fun. Yes. Um, cool part about doing the podcast, of course. So yeah, just wanted to get into that before we got out of here, since it's the end of the year. Happy fucking New Year, Loric Disciples. Next up, moving into 1991, we'll be beginning 1991 in the Nintendo Power Realm with the first issue of that year, Nintendo Power 20, which is, I'm pretty sure, I don't want to say pretty sure, I'm 100% certain it's my childhood subscription, uh, final childhood subscription issue. So it's the last one I got as a a subscriber when I was a kid. So of course, uh, one, sad emojis abound for that, but two, uh... There's um, some interesting personal connections to it, I guess, suppose. So much in the same way that first Super Mario Bros. 3 one uh, I got has significance to me. This issue also has a lot of emotional significance to me, I think. So that'll be fun. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Uh, Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter. The website is nyeh.com forward slash ISOH pod. You can email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the pod on Facebook and or Instagram. Link to the YouTube gameplay videos. 
playlist is in the show notes. There's the ISOH subreddit. Also, if you want to get down with us on Reddit. And we don't have a Patreon, but if you'd like to give money to things podcasters tell you to, I'd like to do so at our direction. The Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that's cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. T-shirts are on the website. They're dope and proceeds on those after product expenses. Go to Able Gamers. I'm wearing one right now. Jay, what's your socials? Gentleman JB without the second E is where you can find me when I do post, but you really should just come invite me and play some COD uh, anytime. Let's kill some zombies. I am on Twitter at Josh Bolin. I'm on Instagram. My shape is broke. And that is also what you need to look up if you want to join me in a Dungeons of Attorney run that we probably won't be able to finish because of how difficult it is now. But we can try, <laughs> try, try anyways. Okay, bye. Bye.